least he's tiny. I'm a bigger chunks of corn in my crap. Wait a minute. He kind of looks like a baby. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. Hello there, and welcome back to Damn Good Movie Memories. I'm your host, Brian Davis. For this week's episode, we're going to talk about favorite movie sequels. This doesn't have to be the second movie in the series. It could be the third, fourth, 20th movie in the series, depending what you pick. However, the movie also doesn't have to be as good as the first film. It could just be something that you simply enjoy, and it holds up, and you enjoy watching it as much as any other movie. So, we're going to get into my top five list right now. Number five on my list for favorite movie sequels is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade from 1989. Now, I really did not like the second movie uh, after Raiders of the Lost Ark, which was Temple of Doom. So, as it's possible that my disdain of Temple really increases my fondness of Last Crusade. However, and this might be sacrilege to some... Um, I feel that Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is every bit as good as Raiders of the Lost Ark. The story is terrific, and you also have the addition to the cast of Sean Connery, who plays Harrison Ford's father. Plus, you get River Phoenix playing the younger version of Indiana in the opening scenes. So really, the, I think the plot holds up well. And again, this could be the problem with Temple of Doom. It just didn't resonate with me. But I, I defy anyone to say that Last Crusade isn't a stellar movie. Number four on my list is The Godfather Part 2 from 1974. Now, most people will pick this as the number one sequel, and it's hard to disagree. But again, this list is my favorite, not necessarily the best. And so, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love this movie, and it is really like making Sophie's Choice and picking the you know the original uh, compared to part two. So I really can't choose between the two, but it is an amazing sequel. I will say, though, that I do really enjoy how deep part two gets into um, the Corleone family and the rise of Michael, played by Al Pacino. Also, Robert De Niro is so good at playing the young Vito. So he barely speaks, but his facial, facial expressions and actions are exactly how you would guess that a young Vito would act, especially if you're taking into account how great Marlon Brando was as the older version of Vito in the first film. And of course, who could forget poor Fredo in part two, played by John Cazale. And speaking of Cazale, nobody had a better run appearing in amazing movies than he did. And sadly, fans never got to see what his career could have been like because he died at 42 of lung cancer. However, if you look at his filmography, it's pretty amazing. He was in The Godfather Part 1 and 2, The Conversation, Dog Day Afternoon, and The Deer Hunter, and all are classics. Only James Dean really comes to mind with the sort of run of amazing films in such a short career. Of course, Dean was in East of Eden, Rebel Up Without a Cause, and Giant. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. Number three is Back to the Future Part 2 from 1989. And as a kid, one of my absolute favorite movies was the original Back to the Future from 1985. Now, at the end of that movie, the ending credits always displayed a mysterious to-be-continued message, which of course drove my seven-year-old mind crazy because I wanted to see what happened next. 
So it'd be a long four years, because I was a kid after all, until part two was released, and it seemed to pop out of nowhere. Keep in mind, this was the pre-internet age. You basically found out about an upcoming movie when the, re- when the trailer happened to be shown on one of the three or four major TV networks, or possibly a newspaper ad. I know, this is crazy, right kids? So nothing will ever top the original movie, but part two is, is very good, and I still enjoy watching it. Plus, it's kind of fun to watch the movie today and, tr- and try to compare how the predictions of the movie came true and which were way off. So keep in mind, they went to the year 2015. We're now in 2016. So last year, during the anniversary, um, there were articles written about you know what the movie got right and what they were way off on. So some of the things that the film got right were flat-screen TVs, uh, video conference technology, biometric identification, so you can unlock your phone with like a fingerprint or, you know, uh, open doors using their heartbeats, things like that. 3D was definitely depicted in the film, and though th- 3D was around back in the early days, it was never as good as it is now. Uh, holographic displays, I mean, you're, you know, you're seeing concerts now with deceased artists uh, with holograms. Drones, well, drones are definitely the thing now. And Pepsi Perfect, but then again, this was kind of, um, uh, they cheated a little bit because they released Pepsi Perfect just for the movie. Um, But there were things that the film got wrong, so obviously there are no real hoverboards. Uh, The rejuvenation masks and clinics didn't really exist. Self-lacing shoes, sorry. Stationary exercise bikes at the cafes, nope. And they're still using fax machines and phone booths back then, and those are pretty much obsolete now. And of course, flying cars. Well, we'll see. Maybe in 2030. Hey, kid. I'm a hundred bucks. Will you help save the clock tower? I... Uh, sorry, no. Come on, kid. That's an important historical landmark. Look, some other time. Lightning struck that thing 60 years ago. Wait a minute. Cubs win World Series. I guess Miami? Yeah, it's something, huh? Who would have thought? Hundreds of one shot. I wish I could go back to the beginning of the season. Put some money on the Cubs. I just meant Miami. What did you just say? I said I wish I could go back to the beginning of the season. Put some money on the cubbies. Number two on my list is Superman 2 from 1980. This is the best of the Christopher Reeve era of Superman movies, and arguably the best superhero movie ever. Now, part of this could be clouded by, you know, I was a kid, you know, I loved Superman, um, and there really weren't a lot of great superhero movies back then. So now you're just inundated with with superhero movies. So um, you could say that The Dark Knight is better and, and whatnot. But for my money, I'm going to go back to Superman 2. So don't get me wrong. The first Superman movie was great. But like most intro to superhero movies, they have to get the origin part of the story out of the way, which eats into the subplot of the story. So by Superman 2, that's out of the way, and you can really get into the three villains from Krypton, you know, led by General Zod, and then you get more of Gene Hackman as Lex Luthor, and Gene Hackman's good in everything he's in. Now, there are two versions of this film that are available. Of course, the original version is still the one I I like the most, but the original vision was supposed to be directed by Richard Donner. He was replaced um, because he had a falling out with the producers and, and was replaced by Richard Lester. So you have kind of a disjointed... Uh, movie. That being said, I didn't know any better as a kid, so I still enjoy that version. But I do own uh, on DVD the Richard Donner director cut. The concept is, is kind of odd, you know, that he was allowed to, you know, create his original concept and release it. Um, 
And so if they, he actually was allowed to finish scenes, it could have been a lot better. So you can't really be too harsh because, you know, he's using uh, very rough cuts to to uh, complete his film. So it's worth checking out if you're a fan of this film. Um, but of course, I'm going to go back to what the version that everyone knows about. All right, number one on my list. Well, I'm going to cheat because it's my list and I can do whatever I want. I'm going to pick two movies, but they're from the same series. I'm going to pick Rocky II from 1979 and Rocky III from 1982. So for Rocky II, it's a great sequel to the classic first film. Now, my only complaint with Rocky II are the scenes where Adrian is hospitalized. So I get it. We all feel bad for Adrian after she goes into a coma after delivering their son. We all want her to live, except for ESPN writer Bill Simmons, who wrote an amazing article years ago where he just basically uh, dis- discusses his hatred for Adrian. But that's a- that's entirely another topic. So, but the problem is the hospital scenes just drag on too long. You know, Rocky's going to the chapel over and over and reading to a comatose Adrian. You know, etc. But every- but when she does wake up, sorry, spoiler alert, um, you eventually get a satisfying payoff. And the amazing training montage scene starts. So the final fight scene in Rocky II is arguably the best of the whole franchise. The back and forth between Rocky and Apollo is excellent. And the final scene is just classic. You can't help to get goosebumps when the, the final bell rings. And the final speech from Rocky actually works pretty well. Unlike the one in Rocky IV, which did not work. So for Rocky III... You start to see a began a shift in tone for the Rocky franchise to a less dark and, you know, Stallone wanted more of a different vibe for Rocky in the 1980s, more modern, less gritty than the 1970s. And this kind of makes sense as Rocky's career in the film was taking off, taking off after becoming a champion at the conclusion of Rocky II. So Stallone's physique for Rocky III was also significantly different than the first two movies. He's definitely more cut, almost bodybuilder-like. So Rocky III also has a more colorful supporting cast like Hulk Hogan and, of course, Mr. T. And you have the amazing smash hit, I Had the Tiger by Survivor. So in in my opinion, as good as Apollo was, um, the villain, Mr. T in the Rocky III, really kind of sets the tone. And they had to get worse and worse and worse, the villains, because then eventually you have Ivan Drago in Rocky IV. But to me, Rocky II and Rocky III are my favorite sequels, especially when I was growing up. All right, let's see what everyone else has to say, and I'll come back and wrap this up. It's the greatest night in the history of my life. I just want to say one thing. Yo, Adrian! I did it! Okay, so for this week's episode with Sarah, we're going to cover our favorite sequels to movies. Now, they don't necessarily have to be better than the original, but they're your personal favorite. Okay. Okay. 
So, so what are you going to go with? I'm going to go with right now, because, and I'm sure there's going to be more that will come to me later. Okay. Oh, it's um, Terminator 2. Yeah. And for many reasons, actually, now that I think about it, is I love the fact that Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was scary, like, villain, freaking piss your pants, chase after you guy. Yep. And now he's a good guy. Yeah. Which was, I thought was pretty cool. They brought on, like, a comic element where he's, like, t- you know... Ed Furlong mm-hmm. is trying to, you know, t- teach him to, he's like, no, you say this. Yeah. He's like, and if somebody pisses you off, you say, what is it? Hasta la vista, baby. That's right. <laughs> so. And the other great part was the scene where you think he's still the villain. Yes. And then all of a sudden you realize and, he's and actually the good And Linda guy. Hamilton is yeah. like freaking out, yeah. like on the ground, running. I've had that same reaction when I found a spider in my kitchen, <laughs> by the way. So, but, um. Yeah, she, and she was yoked in that. And, yes. and that was the first time that really women were getting, like, super, like, fit Ripped, like that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, whoa! She just, like, yeah, she's a little, her arms, and she's a little Tina Turner arms, or Angela yeah. Bassett arms. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, and the special effects were insane. They were. For, they were you know, the, the whole, everybody was like, wow. And that dude, what was his name? The guy who played the cop, the villain. Great character actor. I just yes, can't remember his name. he's awesome. He yeah. was in some other things. Now he's a little bit... <laughs> you know. We have cats here, so it's okay. sorry if they don't come up on the thing. <laughs> That's how I have to be the crazy cat lady. It explains <laughs> a lot. Um, but yeah, I that one I thought was, and the, all the action scenes and the explosives and all that kind of stuff was like, yeah, I like that one almost be- better. So the character actor's name is Robert Patrick. Oh, is that his name? Yes. Speaking of Edward Fur- Furlong, he's looking pretty skeevy yeah, lately. Yeah, he's kind of tore up. Him and Macaulay Culkin, are they both are they oh dead? Oh, my God. Yeah, well, I thought they were dead. No, they're still alive, but <laughs> That's another they might one. as well be. People you thought were dead. Yeah. But like, That's actually another good right? scene. Somebody, when someone well, told him about still... Amy Winehouse, I'm all, wait, she was already dead then, <laughs> wasn't she? Sorry. Well, no, we... Um, for years, there was a website for Abe Vigoda. It was abevigoda.com. Okay. Anytime any celebrity died, people would say, well... You know, at least the website would say Ava Goat is still alive. Yeah. Because everyone would try to, well, Ava Goat is dead still, right? Oh, no, yeah. no. He just died, I think, last year. That's when you hear or about people year, dying yeah. and you're like, are they really dead? Are you sure? Yeah. And it's like, nope. Yeah, they are. <laughs> so, yeah, there were, the Terminator 2 was pretty freaking epic. And that it kind of flashed back on a couple scenes mm-hmm. from the first one. Like, it gives another play of, like, where he's naked when he first lands. Yeah. Like, right? So, anyway, it was a good one. That's well, that's one where it can, they kind of make fun. They don't, but other time travel movies do. Because it's, like, never-ending. It's, like, a never-ending loop. Right. Where you, you're always going to keep having to go back to kill John Connor. Right. Which, yeah. And there's, like, six episodes. There six, are. I just found that out recently. I'm all, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm all, and I thought that actor was dead. Who and was I, that guy? And the I think one the was, third one is a female Terminator. Yeah. Think, yeah. And so people it, just watch that because she was hot exactly and that was it yes so that's yeah. a good one and so you were gonna go Grease too but then you realized it's favorite and i really realized favorite. yeah i realized not like you know people make fun of your favorite or, or there's always yeah Grease too actually was not as crappy as any musical considering mm-hmm. it was a musical yeah which i totally am against most musicals mm-hmm. unless i was before the age of 10 right. which i didn't realize that they were not actors mm-hmm. or they were actors so but it's Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. if you think about it. And you laugh because you're like, she wants a cool writer. Yeah. And she spells it out for you. Yeah. It's as if they couldn't come up with any other lyrics. Let's, <laughs> wait a minute. What do we do with this part? Let's just have her spell cool writer. <laughs> okay. Let's do it. Done. I have to admit, I've never seen that. Reese 2 all the way through. And you're fired. I, uh, sorry. That's, I'm just kidding. I, you know what? I, 
I think I'm one of like 12 people. Actually. No, actually, there's other people that I work with. That really? Grease 2 was one of their favorites. It did have, it had, I think it almost had better mute songs. For me, they were catchier. Maybe it was a little older. Probably because you weren't burnt out from, because of the original, right. you're just burnt the, out. With yeah, them. the original, it's like, yeah, you kind like of I've heard, heard it enough times. times. But they are, um, it was a little bit edgier, less, yeah. you know, vanilla. No John Cafferty in the Beaver Brown band. You know what? Why you gotta, why you gotta bring up old shit? <laughs> so, so, speaking of Eddie Lives, so that's definitely not your favorite sequel. No, I think I've only seen it, like, actually, I might actually have the DVD, I'm not gonna lie. But, um, <laughs> just, just for historical preservation. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I, anything where they kind of, it, it didn't, it didn't, no, no it didn't, didn't work. It, it was, you don't mess with that original. Right. It really upset me. And we're not going to talk about that we're because not. I have the PTSD from it. We're going to end it on that. <laughs> you like the PTSD? The, the, like the. grandma. Yeah. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. All right. So we're here with Dane who took a week off because I don't think he, it was a tough to do the um, movie endings. Oh, movie endings. Yeah. yeah I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't think of one. But I think, sequels, I, I, think yeah. I mentioned seven, but you know, other people yeah. mentioned that one. And, mm -hmm. uh, but that, that wasn't really part of your, uh, I think, criteria because it was just a, a very jarring ending. It wasn't right. necessarily a bad one. Exactly. Or exactly. didn't make any sense mm -hmm. or just unsatisfying. I mean, right. It was a scary movie and it was scary, so yeah. it made sense. But for this one, this one I think is a little bit easier. Come up with your favorite sequels. And so dig in. Yeah. And so what do you have? Well, you know, it's, it's a... It's a <laughs> um, it's definitely a product of my generation. I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't claim to be like this is kind of objectively the biggest deal. Sure. But, um, I, I I liked uh, Police Academy Four. Okay. Something we were talking about <laughs> earlier. So what um, about Police Academy Four as opposed to two and three? Made um, it more of a favorite. You know, I like the skateboarding scene. And you as know, a kid, I liked that. You know who one of the skateboarders is? It's David Spade. Yeah, that's right. right. It's his, I think, movie debut. <laughs> yeah. so. his, uh, his, his teenage version of his jaded cynicism. Yeah. He's like. Hey, coppers! Yeah, <laughs> don't you have something more important to do? Yeah, or whatever. <laughs> it's totally him. That is him. Yeah, uh, and I uh, I liked uh, Bobcat Goldthwait. Yep. Of course, he was in three and two. He, started, he was in two. He really? Was the, oh, he started uh, earlier than the I thought. Thug, the the uh, gang member. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, somehow, I guess he just made a bigger impression on that one. Yeah. <laughs> is that the one where, where he was made roommates with the, yes. <laughs> the nerdy guy? So, the... I don't know if that's three or four, but yeah, Sweet Chuck. Sweet Chuck was Sweet the, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I liked Police Academy a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. That guy, by the way, I, I saw the Sweet Chuck guy yeah. uh, like in an episode of Curb Enthusiasm like many yeah. years later. It's the first he, time I'd seen him. I think he was on Saturday Night Live, too. Like, he's pretty, like, he was a behind the scenes yeah. guy. I think he did all our writing, too. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, writing, yeah. And he played a, a writer. He was the, uh, or in Kirby Enthusiasm, mm -hmm. he was like a publisher of some kind of uh, yeah. notable quotables mm -hmm. or something like that. Uh, probably mirrors real life. That's, that's true. Um, so, uh, yeah, so Police Academy 4 was a great And uh, Sharon Stone's sequel. in that one, too. Oh, She yeah. plays the, the, of course, uh, Gutenberg had to have a love interest and usually blonde. And Sharon, <laughs> yeah. Sharon Stone fit the bill on that one. So Yeah, yeah that's not the worst pairing I've ever seen, though. See, no. see Gutenberg with a really beautiful woman. Yeah. Sometimes you see it, just, it just makes no sense. No, wonder, exactly. Like, why... Uh, Adam Sandler, of course, puts himself on Salma Hayek. Come sure, on. I know. Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. Even if he were some kind of a millionaire producer, uh, well, I guess, I guess he is. But yeah. <laughs> well, like Julie Bowen was his uh, the love interest in um, Happy Gilmore. Right. And then the blonde in Bridget um, Wilson in Billy Madison. So yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was especially. Uh, Ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> uh, something about the Happy Gilmore one made more made more sense because he was, I, he was a rising star in, yeah. in, in golf, I exactly. guess. Exactly. 
He was just a you know an idiot with a rich dad and in <laughs> exactly that was Billy Madison. Yeah. Uh, that's just fundamentally less respectable. Sure, you know? sure. Someone who's uncouth but changes the game of golf and democratizes it is kind of uh, it's kind of, kind of admirable. Yeah, absolutely. But not not just being a, you know an immature dork. Who well, again, that. guilty pleasure. I love Sandler movies. Like if they're on, I'll watch them. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I, I watch those new Netflix things. That I, <laughs> See, I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't always finish it, but I, I, I watch get, it for a little yeah, while. You still started. So yeah, there was one. There, you know what though? Yeah, there was one. Uh, it was like a western, a spaghetti western. Yes. Yeah. I I really wasn't very good. I, I uh, yeah. even, even for the standards of like a, a like a stoner comedy, it wasn't where like the closer to zero percent it gets on Rotten Tomato, the yeah. better. Even by those standards, it wasn't. It was bad. Yeah. yeah. There's bad and there's bad bad. So. Okay, so yeah. we played a cobbler in some movie. Yeah. That was a really bad one too. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't stoner enough. So anyway. we got we got Police Academy four, and so what are Police the Academy ones? four? Um, aliens, uh-huh. but I mean a lot of people would agree with me there. Sure, it's like just head and shoulders better than the first. The first, yeah. Um, and you know, Aliens much came budget. out in eighty six, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the, the, the cool thing about that was that uh, you know he um, James Cameron received like a substantial budget for that movie after he did a lot with his budget for Terminator, right? And that was like a huge big deal. So they, they threw a lot of money, and he, he spent all of it. You know, sure. Like that's, and that movie still looks like ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. Uh, where it finally now does look dated, but it took a long time for it to look dated. You know? Yeah. Um, and in a way, the puppets are superior to CGI. You know. Sure. But um, yeah, so Aliens was great, and there was speaking a, of camera, a lot of people probably will pick uh, Terminator Two. Yeah, that's then, another one. Yeah. I uh, even more obvious than Aliens, I think. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I, you know, I, I'm not so sure about that. I, I don't know if the the difference in quality. You know, Subjective, sure, uh, is as great between T two and, and, and T one as it is between Aliens and Alien. I, That's true. You know, it's interesting. Uh, it's I, about, it's yeah. about the same uh, time difference because it was seventy nine to eighty six, and then eighty four to was it ninety two? Yeah. I think. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, seven years in both yeah. cases. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people would defend uh, the good name of Terminator. Sure. as compared to T two, not as many though. I feel like with, with Alien, Aliens, because yeah, um, I mean, because you do have the. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, you run into some kind of fundamental problem with T2 is that, sure. you know, they brought the same guy back. I mean, it seems like terrible PR, right? Yeah. Uh, but once you wrap your head around that, it's just pretty good. Right. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, there was uh, one other movie. Uh-huh. Uh, this isn't necessarily a sequel, more of a reboot, but the, the most recent Mad Max. Ah, okay, I, yeah. I thought it was by far the best Mad Max. Uh-huh. Uh, if you're really, like, watching it for the, the action sequences, then it's... Like ninety percent action. Well, we're definitely going to do one where um, remakes that are better than the original, and so that it, that may be better yeah. for you than the than the yeah. Original. Um, I feel like it, it. It took like the last twenty minutes of Thunderdome and like made a whole movie mm-hmm. out of that or something. I was about to say Thunderdome. There you go for yeah. uh, sequel. Thunderdome was cool. Yeah, Tina Turner. Uh, you know the, the the original Mad Max. Uh, it's a different kind of movie. It's it is. Not, uh, it, most of it's not even like uh, post-apocalyptic. No. I don't think anyway. Yeah. It's, um, it's a little hard to understand what's happening from what I recall. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, is it post-apocalyptic or do they just like live out in kind of in the middle of nowhere? Right. Or what, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that was a good one to reboot. I think. I think it would benefit from the the latest special effects and everything. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mad Max Fury Road. It was awesome. It was mm-hmm. like uh, Mad Max meets Cirque du Soleil or something <laughs> like that. I mean, just, so I haven't seen it. So is it a complete oh, really? reboot or is it a kind of a sequel or uh, you know, kind of? It's a total reboot. Oh, it's okay. okay. Yeah, um, just kind of some kind of unspecified time uh, seems more or less it, Thunderdome. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's been out there about that long or whatever. Right. Um, I guess you know maybe you could say Road Warrior too. I guess, but it's just yeah. So it's definitely more of a reboot, uh, but. Uh, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, just the, the action sequences. It's like the whole movie sped up like okay. 10% or something. Mm-hmm. Um, that's cool. Cool. Uh, I just wanted I just wanted to say rest in peace to the uh, woman from Major League. That's right. Margaret Whitten, who died today. today. That's right. Who was also in The Secret of My Success. That's right. Um, Which is a great... That's the you, and of my I, you and I are in the same boat when it comes to 80s movies. And nobody's <laughs> yeah. going to know Secret of My Success. But she basically, she played the ant, right? That was coming on yes. to uh, Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Yes, and they, they, they riffed on the... Um, like Jaws thing yes. when he's like in the pool. When he's in the pool and she, right. she pulls down and, uh, his shorts. And, it was yeah. like, you know, the, the 100th movie in the 80s to use that. Oh, yeah. Chicka-chicka. No, totally. That song. And, uh, she's great in Major League. I mean, she's the, yeah. the evil owner who's going to sell the team. And that is her yeah. most famous, you know. It is. Yeah, was she in the second one? Speaking of sequels, I don't, I don't even remember. I don't know. I think she was. Speaking of... Major I don't even remember Major League Two, honestly. Uh, and there was a third one too with Scott Bakula. Oh, really? They're in the minors. So yeah, oh, back I to think, the minors. I think it's called Back to the Minors. So okay. yeah, well, the uh, I think the only one who came back by, for the third one was maybe Corbin Burnson. You're right. Like the only one. I don't even. Yeah, they couldn't get Berenger, and Sheen was definitely gone by then. So yeah, yeah. Because even in the second one, uh, Snipes isn't in it. They got um, God. I can't remember oh. his name. But um, but yeah, it wasn't even a new character. They just called him Willie Mays Hayes again. Oh really? And it was just a completely different guy. So hmm. I'll have to, yeah. I think it's cool how the uh, the guy who played um, the pagan or whatever uh, Caribbean dude from the first one. Oh uh, he, yeah, he ended up being the president in twenty four. <laughs> yeah, and uh, oh wait, that, what, that was him? Yeah, that's, that's oh no, uh, it's a deep space that's nine. Serrano, yeah, Serrano is the Joe Boo guy. You know the uh, right, yeah. President from twenty four is uh, the guy who's on, on all the commercials though. All he is. Commercials. That's him. That's Sor- that's Serrano. I, I don't think it is. I, I, that's I, think we have, I think we have our first disagreement. I'm, Let's I'm not, look at it. All right. I, I believe the guy who was in Major League One who, who worshipped that, that little uh, Joe Boo guy. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I think Serrano. that's the one who uh, the guy who played the captain on Deep Space Nine. Okay, I'm looking it up right here. We're going to use technology. Both wrong. Dennis Haysbert. No, you're right. It's Serrano. <laughs> you're right. That's okay. right. So, yeah, okay. He is the 24 guy. Yeah. All right. And he's and he is also the Allstate guy. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. See, damn good movie memories. This yeah. is what we do here. Um, I'm clarifying find, movie yeah, memories. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Who played Willie Mays Hayes in the second movie? Omar Epps. So Omar oh, really? Epps basically replaced Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. But then they still called him. Yeah, Wesley Mays. Snipes was on an upward trajectory after he, he, he was. Passenger Fifty Seven, right? And, uh, and then Blade, obviously. Yeah. Yeah, Blade was even bigger than Passenger. Blade was huge, even bigger. Yeah. yeah. Than Passenger Fifty Seven, uh, famous for that line, "Always bet on black," but not much else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nope, she was. Yeah, she was in it. All cool. right. All right. Cool. Thanks again, Thanks. Dan. <laughs> David's back this week. He took a week off for um, movie endings. That was a tough one. He so. didn't put me on the calendar. <laughs> you just got to throw him in the calendar and I'll show up. That's true. Okay. So, but this is, this will be good. So movie sequels. Uh, you're a huge movie fan. You have tons of sequels. I, so. I'll actually, I can get into an ending because one of the sequels that oh, sure. I do like, uh-huh. the sequel after it, I didn't like how it ended. That's so. perfect. We can get two and one. all back together. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. So yeah. go to town. What is your list? Okay, so let's see. Uh, so I was trying to think of because a lot of the ones that I came up with, of course, are all like comic book and superhero related. Because sure. just 
that's what I think about all the time. Yeah. But um, I was like, what's a good like comedy sequel? Because mm-hmm. most of the times comedy sequels are pretty garbage. Right. Um, so I was like racking my brain. I was like, what was a good and the one that I came up with was Austin Powers' Spy Who Shagged Me. That was, was on my shortlist. Yeah, because yes. it was actually, like, the first one was such a, like, spoof of the, like, British spy films yes. and stuff that it was almost, like, so close to it mm-hmm. that it was, like, almost as stuffy yeah. as the, like, as the content it was spoofing. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Spy Who Shagged Me was, like, just zany and, like, yeah. fun and stuff. And but. you got Fat Bastard was introduced. Uh, Mini-Me, I think, was introduced in that one. Yeah, I think Mini-Me was in two. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, if anything, I think it's almost better than the first one. I mean, the first one's great, but yeah. the, it's one of the few where it actually takes off. Because, so, yeah, a lot of comedy sequels, like, Airplane 2 was just a rehash. Yeah, because I was thinking, like, yeah. Airplane 2, yeah, it was basically the same. Yeah. All the, like, the Hangover sequels are basically the same. Yeah. Um, Wayne's Meet, World 2 Meet the was... might have been a... It wasn't better, but it wasn't horrible. But, I mean, it at least it, did something kind of different. Yeah. Yeah. The third one was Little Fockers. Yeah. Was pretty bad. And then uh, Bill and Ted Bogus Journey. Yeah, that's true. Is, I think we've talked about it before. <laughs> yeah, but the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, because it's, on the whole, it's not a good, like, from beginning to end film. No. But chunks of it are like, that was really, like, a funny bit. Yeah. But it's just, like, a movie of bits. It's right. not, like, a full-on like that was a great narrative that's a good like, point yeah. that, that's that's a great point yeah but yeah i can't think of any really good comedy sequels i'm trying to because wayne's world 2 was kind of the same thing where it was that like, would be winley's i think yeah because yeah. it was it was good yeah. but kind of like bogus journey it was yeah. like parts of it worked really well but mm-hmm. like it was a bit rehashy mm-hmm. and I, I i mean i guess I did like the Kim Basinger yeah. character, though. That was pretty funny. <laughs> Unless you were, like, fully invested in Wayne stock, then yeah, you probably yeah. didn't care about I, the narrative. I loved Aerosmith. Uh, I was Wayne Aerosmith at the time, so that that, that was cool. But, were yeah. they the first um, pick for that? For well, I know the first movie they had Alice Cooper, so I have no yeah. idea. I know Get a Grip was out around then, so they probably was a good promotion time yeah. for them. So Yeah, because they're not really good. known for, like, being Hollywoody, no, of, not at all. Yeah, like I, yeah, yeah. I would have expected, I don't know, somebody. Because I think different. was were they in Milwaukee or are they just talking about Milwaukee for the Alice Cooper bit? Because that I remember that's the famous Milwaukee. Yeah, that, yeah. Milwaukee. <laughs> I think they were in Milwaukee. Okay, and he was like just there on tour, or right. something. Because yeah, I think it was supposed to be that was like the public access station for some like you know podunk town or right. whatever. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that actually turned out really good because I, I guess they wanted to use um, Schools Out like they were going to. Oh, yeah. And then instead they just used the single at the time, which was Feed My Frankenstein. So yeah. it actually helped the album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Okay, cool. Let's get into <laughs> All right, uh, so, mostly superheroes. Um, so moving on. Uh, so both Aliens yeah. and Terminator 2, mm-hmm. uh, they were both sequels to pre-existing franchises mm-hmm. that um, actually, I guess... James Cameron did do Terminator 1, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. But um, I thought it was cool how both, as sequels, Aliens and T2, took, like, the original concept of what the franchise was mm-hmm. and just went full-on, like, action movie with right. it. Right. Um, Dane actually picked yeah. Aliens, and what we figured out was, it, it's interesting, There, there's a, even though Cameron did both, and there's about seven or eight years in between both sequels. No, uh, Ridley or, Scott. Ridley sorry, Scott sorry, did, yes. Yeah. Um, Cameron did... Um, Terminator. Yeah. But there is seven years in between sequels for whatever reason. I don't know yeah. why there's a... 
I mean, yeah. he just takes his time, yeah. man. Like, it's been, uh, what, eight years now since, uh, since what's it called? Uh, whatever that stupid blue movie was. Oh, Avatar. Uh, Avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, what yeah. the hell? What the- <laughs> yeah. And it's, yeah. Like, nobody cares about that franchise right. anymore. And he's just like, it's coming back. And we have, like, five of them planned. And He should have yeah. uh, struck while the iron was hot because they had, they had it there. Yeah. That was... Yeah. That, that was one of the few movies you really have to see in the theater. Yeah, so, and especially back then because that was like right when 3D was about to hit, and it yeah. was like this is the perfect example of why you go to watch a 3D movie. Mm-hmm. And then, but then it also it resulted in the slew of garbage 3D sure. after. Yes, like, all the shitty 3D Aliens movies I had to the price. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, that was just yeah, so stupid. So again, Aliens T two. So yeah. did you actually like Terminator two better than the original? So that's the thing. I like both. Aliens mm-hmm. and T2 um, as sequels. Mm-hmm. But it's hard to say that they're better than the sure. ones that came before because both Alien 1 and Terminator 1 were like kind of horror, mm-hmm. like darker, scarier. Yeah. Like they weren't just full on like action movies. But then Aliens was like a military, like yeah. shoot 'em up movie, and Terminator 2 was just. Chase like right. crazy, yeah. Whole different eras. That's a that's an interesting thing because Alien was seventy nine, I believe, and mm-hmm. then eighty six was, was a Alien sequel. Two. So you have a whole yeah. different generation, and same thing with mid eighties. Terminator, because yeah, Terminator one was eighty four. Yeah. Wow. And then I think ninety two, ninety one, ninety one, ninety two. Yeah. Yeah. So um, um, funny story yeah. for Terminator two. I was still rather young. Yeah. My mom never really gave a shit about uh, me as a kid watching R rated movies mm-hmm. for some reason, but. So whenever she, like, took a stance about, no, you can't watch it, I was always like, really? You're going to help me watch it eventually. <laughs> so uh, with Terminator 2, we were out with, like, it was, like, a big, like, family vacation thing with, like, me and then, like, f- like friends of the mm-hmm. family, like, a whole, like, extended kind of family trip. And so all of the kids went to watch on this trip. We went to... Uh, City Slickers 2, Curly's Gold, (laughs) which, surprisingly, that's another sequel. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not as good as the first one. Definitely not as good. Um, And all the adults went to go watch Terminator 2. Mm -hmm. So this was, yeah, like 91 or whatever. And so it was like the big, like, talk of the town or whatever. And I was like, shit, dude, like, I want to watch that. And so Curly's Gold got out early (laughs) and all of, like, because I was, like, really, like, really young and all the other kids were actually teenagers and stuff. So they were like, you know, we're going to go to, like, the arcade or do whatever. And I was like, well... I'm going to go like see what my mom's doing. So yeah. I, I just walked into Terminator 2. Oh, God. And it was the scene where Arnold is just like plowed into the building mm-hmm. and just like has the Gatling gun going, yeah. just like shooting down the helicopter. <laughs> and I was like, what is this? This is so cool. Like, you made me watch fucking Curly Gold. Are you joking me? Um, and so, yeah, and she's like I pop up and find her, of course. Yeah. And she's just like, what which, are you doing? But at the same time, she's so enthralled because it's fucking Terminator 2. Right. So she's like not... Skull, she was just like, well, sit down. Like, I'm not going to, like, kick you out. Like, walk you out right now. Exactly. Because that was, like, yeah, like, the last third of the movie. So I was yeah. like, oh, my God. Like, really fucking cool. I remember they showed... I can't believe they did. I remember... I think it was in eighth grade. And it was on VHS. And it was a rain day in PE. And they showed us the Terminator 2. Wow. We were so happy. But, that's yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it was great. So maybe I mean, that's why I kept thinking it was 92. Because aside from violence, it's not a very R-rated... No. Oh, I guess, like, there's a lot of, like, F-bombs and stuff. There is, and, but there's no sex or anything so i think yeah. the violence has never bothered biggest yeah. people so yeah 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 because so, even the violence i mean the spike through the eyeball is pretty graphic yeah but it's still and the the uh flash flash forward to the, like 
the bomb going off yeah. and all the, the bodies burning and stuff. But besides that, it's just like pretty generic yeah. action, like bloody bodies. And, and PE teachers yeah. are notorious for just being, you know, yeah. science teacher rejects. So there's <laughs> do whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so what else? All right, so the next two um, I came up with and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool because... So they're not necessarily the best, but... No, they don't have to be. Just they're, your favorites. Um, they're sort of the tipping point in both of these franchises okay. of kind of going from meandering to like, oh shit, like start to pay attention to these. Mm-hmm. These are actually good. Um, so Mission Impossible 3 yeah. and Fast and Furious uh, Tokyo Drift. Okay. So they're both the third entries in the franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, and they both came at a time where MI2 was like... It, it was very much like a a movie of its time. Yeah. But even at its time, it was already felt weird and dated. It was because of the director. I think the director really kind of blew that well, one. Well, it was just yeah. John Woo being like, this is going to be as John Woo. It was like, yeah. you hired John Woo, this is John. Yeah. And they had like Limp Biscuit do the soundtrack. Like it was just... Yeah. 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 I good Metallica song. It was... Oh, that was a good Metallica song. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I disappear. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just like very much a 2000 oh, yeah. like film. Yeah. Uh, and so, yes, but, like, critically, it was just, like, that was garbage. And then yeah. audiences were, like, well, that was, a, that was an action movie. Yeah, exactly. But no one was, like, yeah, like, let's keep this thing going. Right. Um, and same with Too Fast, Too Furious. Yeah. It was, like, well, the first one did really great and, like, was a surprise hit. Um, and then two was just, like, it was, like, a lot of, like, studio clashing with, like, because originally the the original cast was supposed to come back and mm-hmm. it was just going to be a continuation from one. Right. And then at the last minute... Vin Diesel was like, I want a buttload of money. And they're like, see you later, Vin yeah, Diesel. And then, yeah, and then like a bunch of other people dropped out, so it was just Paul Walker. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, let's quickly rewrite this right. and keep going. Um, and uh, so, yeah, both of those number twos were very much just like floundery and like not... Very number two. Yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, Tokyo Drift came out, and I don't think at the time it really... Like, it didn't like light the world on fire. No. But it was like, oh, like that's actually like back to just like real cars doing crazy mm-hmm. stunts and things. And um, the third Mission Impossible was like back to, because Mission Impossible 2 was like over the top spy caper yeah. and like dumb whatever. But the third one was like kind of back to a bit more gritty. Yeah, yeah, like a villain that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, They've just gotten better actually since the third one. Yeah, and so yeah. Better, better. And that's the thing is like that was the tipping point in both of these yeah. franchises. Uh, not so much with uh, the fourth Fast and Furious, but like kind of like slipped up, but then back into four, five, and yeah. or five, six, and seven, it was like, oh my god, like yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, with Mission Possible, it's just it keeps getting better, yeah. like with three, four, and five. I'm shocked. Yeah. yeah. We used to come up here when we were kids. Even before we could drive, we'd cut class, sneak out, come up here, watch the older kids drift. Superhero sequels, the best superhero sequels ever, mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2 mm-hmm. and um, Dark, Dark Knight. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, they both just, like, took what was already a really good, you know, first entry yep. with Spider-Man 1. Um, well, Spider-Man 1 was, if you watch it now, it was kind of cheesy and, like, a bit corny and But at stuff. the time, though, it was awesome. Yeah. Like, the really, that was kind of the beginning of the really good superhero movies. Yeah. Um, because you had nothing. It was, like, Batman had totally... Um, shit the bed. <laughs> so it kind of yeah like 
According to the internet, yeah. it kind of started with like '98 mm-hmm. Blade. Yeah, that's um, true. Was like, oh shit, like these can be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. And then the first X Men was like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. like you can totally be like real about this stuff, yeah. and I just appeal to kids. And then Spider Man was like the big like hit all the yeah. demographics and stuff. But yeah, if you watch it again, the first Spider Man's pretty pretty corny Mm -hmm. like it's very comic booky which i liked at the time because it was one of the few movies that held true i think to the original comic book yeah Um, but you're right too aside from toby mcguire being a 40 year old that's high schooler (laughs) yeah it'll be interesting what they do with the new with the new spider-man yeah i I have a lot of feelings about spider-man but um yeah i like did you like what they did with them in the um civil war yeah I like that they hired a kid who's actually a kid and not a 40-year-old man playing a 16-year-old boy. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I like that, that Mm -hmm. he's actually a kid, he's young, and he, like, in the world of the Avengers, he is, like, awestruck by these, you know, heroes and stuff. And Mm -hmm. he's like, holy shit, like, in in Civil War, he's like, I'm fighting next to you. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. Which was fun. Yeah, Yeah. because it's like, yeah, you, if you were a 16-year-old boy, you'd be like, this is fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, whereas uh, Andrew Garfield Mm -hmm. was just like, you're such a little shit. (laughs) like the emo Spider-Man. Yeah, and like, he's a good actor and stuff, but he... Yeah, and he's also, like, a 35-year-old playing a kid, so it's just, like, get out of here, but... I did like um, Emma Emma Stone as better as the main, like, love interest. I thought she was way better than... um, Kirsten Dunst. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Poor Kirsten. I know, I know. (laughs) Julia Roberts was way too old to play Mary Jane, but... If you look at the comic book, Mary Jane looked like a Julia Roberts. Like, she yeah. was a supermodel. <laughs> Nothing totally against Kirsten Dunst, but yeah. she just didn't look the part. Kirsten Dunst was very girl next door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or Emma Stone probably could have pulled off the, the MJ yeah. if she wanted to, even though she was playing a different character. Yeah. But um, Dark Knight, definitely. I mean, that's Batman Begins is awesome, but you have to get rid of the origin story. So Yeah. And yeah. same thing, going back and rewatching um, Begins and then... Dark Knight mm-hmm. begins is very comic booky. It's yeah. very like there's a lot of quips and it's like slow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, it's yeah, it's getting the origin out of the way. Um yeah, it's it's a little bit I mean, considering it started the whole dark and gritty kind yeah. of like um vibe, it's actually kind of light compared to like Dark yeah. Knight. Yeah. Um yeah, it was yeah, like the dialogue was just real cheese ball, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of like one liners and stuff. Sure. Um but yeah, Dark Knight it's just so good. It like, is. It's, Heath Ledger. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, you can still watch it. It's just, it, it holds up so good. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where the, the, uh, the gruff or Batman started too. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that kind of takes away from a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. And then to yeah, wrap it back to the last week with yeah. endings, I really was let down with Dark Knight Rises. Mm. Um, oh, okay. The third one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because Dark Knight just like, as a film itself and as a continuation from Begins, it was so amazing and so yeah. awesome. And like it ends and you're just like, it's like, like what? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like ending on a lie and like yeah. just lying. How would you have changed it? Rises? Yeah. yeah. So instead <sighs> of the whole Catwoman thing, what would you have done? I mean, Catwoman wasn't really the problem with Rises. Mm-hmm. I meant the ending. So how would you have changed the ending? The ending was basically... <laughs> Which you can give away, because we're doing all spoilers. The so. ending was Alfred's dream all yeah. along came true. It's yeah. like, are you joking me? <laughs> no. Um, well, a lot of a lot of what I disagree with Rises as a whole mm-hmm. is that 
none of that is what Batman would ever do. He right. would never quit because of a girl. Yeah. He, like, he would never fire Alfred. Like, he would, and then he would never be like, okay, mission complete. I saved Gotham. <laughs> I don't have to do this anymore. Right. And I'm going to retire and go jet set with with Catwoman yeah. and not say hello to my best friend Butler in <laughs> Paris and stuff. Um, yeah, it was just like, Batman would never do that. No. Like, that's what makes Batman Batman. He doesn't quit. Right. Like, he's a fucking psychopath. Yeah. Like, he has to do this. Like, he's there's no end game for him. He's not like, oh, I did it. Check. Right. I can stop now. Especially when they were kind of introducing Robin to the whole thing with... Um, yeah. I forgot his name. But the, uh, with, with the three Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because... What was his name? Like, uh, John Blake? Something like that. And then yeah. I can go by Robin. Like, he used his nickname yeah. or something like that. But so it rhymes with Tim Drake. Right. That's an actual Robin. So yeah. it's like, why don't you just call him, like, an actual Robin? Yeah. Don't let me find you out here again. We're trying to help you. I don't need help. Not my diagnosis. What gives you the right? What's the difference between you and me? I'm not wearing hockey pants. <laughs> Okay, so we're hearing with Enrica, who is great as always. She's Aww, got her thanks. sequels. And David's going to also join because uh, we just record things back I to back. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so okay. favorite sequels. Okay, so the first one is also a part of like Guilty Pleasures. I think Which is fine. it could be added to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to have to splice this all in now. Great. Um, yeah, so. Um, but it's <laughs> Lion King 2. Wait, they made a Lion King too? They did. Some pride or whatever? Yes. Yeah. It's so bad. Okay. But the death scene with the like retarded little... Yeah. yeah that... He like climbs up and then mm-hmm. it's supposed to mirror Scar's death kind of. He like goes up and mm-hmm. he's like, I'll save you, mother! <laughs> and then he trips Was and he falls. Was this a straight to video? Yeah. It, okay. It's not in the theater. Okay. But uh, So the plot is like horrible. It's like this... Romeo and Juliet, like the um, young cub Kovu, who's like the son of the Shadowlands queen, <laughs> falls in love with Simba's daughter Kiara, and like it's just so ridiculous. So you were way into the original Lion King, I take it. Totally, and this yeah. is my favorite Disney movie as a kid. Okay, so you had anything in- involving the Lion King, even if it was straight to video, you were gonna check out. Yeah, I don't, yeah, totally, and um. It came out, and I was like, oh, this is probably going to be bad. Yeah. But I wound up watching it, like, probably 50 times. I was only, like, eight <laughs> or nine years old. Right. But it's still good. <laughs> I can't believe I missed it. Well, it, yeah. It had to it's be easy to miss. Yeah. But, you know, the thing that I liked about it was the music. Mm-hmm. The music for the second one was pretty good. So they didn't get Elton John. Who did they get? They didn't get one? Elton John. I think, I don't know. if I, I don't think it was anybody, like, famous. Anybody? Okay. But the music was good enough that it wound up part of the Broadway show. Oh, okay. So now the Broadway show has several songs mm-hmm. from Lion King 2. <laughs> randomly. You realize it's going to be so difficult to find Lion King 2 clips for me to add this in. Oh, so he lives good. in you. It's like a great song. Can, can you do more? No, so, okay. no more singing. That's it. <laughs> According to Google, it was adapted from Romeo and Juliet. It, there you yeah, go. Yeah, oh. it's so bad. Music composed by <laughs> Tina Turner. What? what? And wow. Nick Glennie Smith. I don't okay. know who that second person Wow, is. Tina must have been There's hurting. so much good music. Mm. That's my lullaby. <laughs> like the evil lady. It's, it's not as good as Be Prepared, which is like one of the best music mm-hmm. compositions for television ever, for movies ever. So for your other ones, you're going to choose Airbud 3? Airbud? I forgot Airbud. 
<laughs> no, that one okay, I think would be a guilty pleasure. But the second one is probably people have probably already talked about it. Well, we don't know. It's and it's Back to the Future too. That's that was my number three. It was. So that was my number th- of my top five. Oh, so, good. Yes. So what the cool thing about Back to the Future too are all the things that I got right. Uh, yeah. So yeah. Like scary. Yeah. Right. How much I got right. And they were only a year off from the Cubs winning the World Series. And from Donald Trump being president. I know. Isn't that crazy? That's crazy. Oh, if he wasn't president, he was just, like, really powerful. Right. Right. But, like, everything I, I went through. He was the him. mayor or whatever, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts about recasting the girlfriend, though. Yeah, yeah that was so That's a good point. That was the first thing I noticed, yeah. too, because when you watch the first one, like, 60 times, yeah. and it's the first scene, and it's a duplicate of, mm-hmm. you know, the last scene of right. the first one, you're like, wait, what? All the dialogue sounds the same. Yeah. But it's a different woman. So from what I read, I'm going to remember, like, she was having, I think, personal problems yeah, or I something like that. Yeah, I think it was drug-related, actually. Yeah. So they got Elizabeth Shue, who was famous for um, Cocktail, mm-hmm. Adventures in Babysitting. She, she was great. She was. She, she was played, a good, what was the character's name? She was Allie with an I in the original Karate Kid. Right. Oh, yeah, she was. What was, the, what was Marty's girlfriend's name? I can, I'm picturing her dad saying it. Me too. Well, when, I, when she's picking her the original up at behind where the clock tower was. And I'm picturing yeah. the scene where they're in like the future in the home. Yes. Oh, that's Welcome right. home, yes. Jennifer. Yeah. There it it's is. Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good, isn't it amazing how your brain works? My mind stores in like music and in tone. Yeah. So I just remember. Ha, 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 and I was like, oh, it's got to fill in in there somewhere. See, now I remember the original movie of him, the dad, just pulling up and like, Jennifer, and right as they're about to kiss. Remember? Really? I think it goes into Power that... of Love. Yeah. Oh, Power of Love. That's yes. a great song. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it's such a well, good Back to the Future 3, you have ZZ Top in it as the, yes. oh, the band. Yes. so good. I, I love that whole ZZ Top sequence. <laughs> that was fun. Like the, the old country <laughs> band. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't really like the third one as much. Me neither. Me neither. I don't know why. I mean, yeah. it, it was fun enough. Yeah, it just, I made it something about the Old West. Like, you're already in the Maybe. future. That's kind of really a lot of fun. And then to go back. John Williams, oh, another yeah. good one. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, he. Uh, the, I think it was something about the the fact that Doc had like a, a, a spouse, deeper, yeah. deeper yeah. storyline yeah. that didn't feel good for me. Like I wanted him to just be the crazy scientist. Sure. I like that narrative. And then you throw in Mary Steenburgen and, and that oh, kind of right, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's my other favorite. Those are great. So you got no other ones. That those are the two you can. Pick I can. Up. I thought of a couple. Like obviously, The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Huge. Mm-hmm. Um, of all like the Star Treks, I like mm-hmm. Into Darkness the best. Okay. I don't know if those counts as sequels. Yeah, yeah, no, they do. Because there's so many. It's like a series. Right? No, but they're the sequels of the reboot. Right. So. And then the Dark Knight. That's part of the Kelvin timeline. Yeah. <laughs> the Kelvin timeline. So you never saw the original Star Treks, did you? I did. I saw Star Trek Two. The Wrath of Khan. The Wrath of Khan. Okay. Did you see the fourth one where they're in San Francisco? Yeah, San Francisco. Yeah. I was born there. <laughs> yeah. Was that is definitely my favorite. It's my favorite line. Because yeah. every time I come back to San Francisco, I'm like, San Francisco. I just love the scene where the punk guy's on, on the bus and he's listening to a really loud obnoxious Yes, it's and so it's, good. Yeah, it's so San Spock, Francisco. Yes. And Spock does the thing and just knocks That's him out. So yeah. That was, I think, my other fave of the Star Trek. There you go. And yeah. it's older. Yeah. But the, of the newer Star Treks, I like Into Darkness the best. Because I love the character. Yeah. Con. 
And it's yeah, Benedict uh, Cumberbatch. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> as her eyes flutter. I just love <laughs> him as Khan. Yeah. It's just the best. I think David disagrees. But you don't like Benedict as Khan? <laughs> I have fallen out of love with <laughs> Benny Cum. <laughs> Benny Cum. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Did you watch Beyond? Yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't crazy about it. It was okay. I liked the other, the, the new planet mm-hmm. idea. And I liked... Jayla. Yeah, yeah, she was badass. It was actually named after Jennifer Lawrence. The really? Jayla. Jayla. Yeah. That's funny. Why was she named after Jennifer Lawrence? I don't know. Simon Pegg wrote the script and thought it was like a funny joke that he just kind of left in while he was scripting it. That's and then so when weird. it came time to like do the movie, like, let's just keep calling her Jayla. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, I liked her character. I thought the art direction, I thought it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, the movie was so well, like, crafted artistically. Mm-hmm. I thought the action sequences dragged on a little bit. But that, much, yeah. That's just me. I, I'm not into that. Do they have another one much. in the works? Or is that, are they? It didn't. It wasn't super duper successful, okay. but I mean, it's Star Trek, so they probably, they'll probably keep it going. going. Oh, uh, yeah, they said that um, they're going to bring back uh, Chris Pine. Mm. Or no, not Chris Pine. Um, What's his name? Chris Hemsworth. Okay. As Kirk's dad. Oh. Died at the beginning okay. of 2009 Star Trek. Yeah. I like that one. Yeah. yeah. And so the new Trek 4 is supposed to be like dad and son Kirk. Like <laughs> really? Kirk's going at it or something. Yeah. So like a prequel to yeah. the Kirk backstory yeah. already. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, so there's... And then The Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, David mentioned that one. That's a great one. That's one of the best movies, I think, of the past, like, 20 years. It's amazing. It's really, yeah. It's so good. Heath Ledger is incredible. He is. I know, but it's The Curse of the Joker. Like, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, Jack Nicholson was a Joker. He did, but he, he said there, there was interviews where he talked to Heath Ledger... Um, while he was doing it, just like it transforms you, like it, you, you get, you get it makes way into you crazy. The, it does, yeah. Well, it's such like a demanding kind of. Well, it is, yeah. yeah. Especially you know. if you're into method acting, but yeah. Right, they yeah. keep hiring these like really crazy guys. Yeah, Christian Bale is like the epitome of a. Christian totally Bale psycho. is insane. Did you ever see American Psycho? Yeah. Yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah. Or Machinist. Oh the yeah. Machinist. yeah. I never saw the yeah. machinist, but I know he filmed Batman and the Machinist in the same year. Mm. So he, he had to like lose first a lot. and he yeah, lose like a hundred pounds or something. Oh, yeah. And then he had to go right into Batman and he like oh. gained all this muscle and Everybody think thinks he, he was got on sick steroids. Of it. Yeah. yeah. Everybody is pretty sure. He did the, didn't he do the he same. He did kinda thing? have a weird chubby body look for begins. He did the same thing for that um the fighter, didn't he? He lost a ton of weight. For, the he played the brother oh, yeah. of Mark Wahlberg. And, he and was, then he got fat in American Hustle. Yeah. yeah. Was that real fat? Or was it was he wearing like He's like De Niro, like De Niro Brady Ball. I know he had like the bald cap yeah. Yeah. for American Hustle. So like he had a fat face. So who's the guy that's playing um Darth Vader? What's his what's the actor's name? The new Darth Vader. The new Vader. Darth Vader. The actual the I actor's thought they were name. Still using... Yeah. Or he or he's gonna you see his face though. God, what's his name? Like the actor that's playing him, though, in the the latest Star Star in the Wars. Like, Hayden Christensen. No, no, <laughs> we're no, forgetting no, that never happened. Because uh, the original was like Edward Prowse or something like that. With okay, the, with the but, voice of James Earl Jones. Yes. No, no, but who's the the kid? And he's basically a kid now. What happens? Anakin. Okay, I gotta look it up. Wait, the kid who's going to be what? 
<laughs> Anakin. This is why look I'm not. Anakin. So I'm, I'm cutting this all out. Well, yeah. while you look that up, just yes. to save face for Claudia Wells, original Jennifer. She she did, was not drugs. Not drugs. It was a her mother was diagnosed with cancer. Aww. So she yeah. took family over work and uh, had to miss the two sequels. Well, now I feel terrible. Because <laughs> I was like, she's yeah, probably yeah. a cokehead, you know? <laughs> probably. <laughs> There's so many good sequels. And I didn't realize it until um, I started thinking of them. Because the trope is always that, oh, the sequels are always terrible. But that's not always true. And then back to The Lion King, Simba's Pride. Yes. Both Neb Campbell and Lacey Chabert were The voices. voices. Mm-hmm. Who is Nev was grown Kiara, right? Yeah, yeah, as the adult one. The cub was Michelle Horn. Oh, wow. She was so girly sounding. Oh, I'm an idiot. So Kylo Ren, I'm thinking. Isn't Kylo. That, isn't that basically Darth Vader? No. Or am I wrong? See, I don't know shit. Completely <laughs> different okay. Darth Adam, but to bring this all the way back, Adam Driver is in a new role where he's lost tons of weight. There's pictures he's of him. He's already so skinny. I know, yeah. but he's lost even more. He's like... He makes me yeah. so uncomfortable, which I yeah. guess is the point. Like from the moment I watched him, in the, I stopped watching Girls after the first season. Mm. But when I watched Girls, I couldn't watch ever him. watch him in anything else because he's so weird and gross as a character. He's so. really good in a movie with it's kind of a dark comedy with uh, Justin Bateman. And he's like the the screw up brother. Justin Bateman. Sorry, yes, Justin. I think Justine Bateman. Justine. I'm all off today. Yeah, jeez. Oh boy. Um, Jason Bateman. He plays mm-hmm. like the the screw up brother. I have yeah. another sequel yeah, yeah. that is totally laughable, yeah. and you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> um, Neighbors Two: Sorority Rising. I loved that movie. Yes, because you're biased towards sorority. I love sorority stories. Okay. In general. As an ex sorority girl, I guess you're sorority girl for life. But yes. So did you like? Um, it. it was like sort of trying to be feminist, uh-huh. and then like also just. Did you like the original Neighbors? Or? No, I, I mean it was good. One, yeah. I enjoyed it. I, I laughed. Yeah, know? yeah. I like the kind of raucous, ridiculous comedy. I can take it every couple. So did months. you like the House Bunny? Oh yeah, like, I never liked the yeah. House Bunny. <laughs> that should be one of your guilty. Anna Ferris is also just yeah hilarious. And the hot chick. I never watched The Hot okay. Chick. I never watched I don't remember if she was a sorority girl or not. They might have been in high school. There's a bunch of like... I think it was high school. Yeah. No. There's a bunch of really crappy sorority movies. But that one was like kind of cute. It was trying to be progressive. And, and like, of course you probably love... Um, Legally Blonde. Yes, exactly. Yes. Sorority Boys. Sorority Boys. What's Sorority Boys? There is one, yeah. Yeah, Sorority Boys. It's where the, the long hair brother from Seventh Heaven mm-hmm. and... Lex Luthor from uh, Smallville mm-hmm. and somebody else. They all dress up as girls for some reason to get into something. That sounds silly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that movie. It was like about an hour too long. Yep. But it was really good. <laughs> an hour too long? So it should have been about half an hour or what? It was like two hours. It oh, really? Been, it oh, my God. An hour. It was not good after, you know, at the end, it just got ridiculous. <laughs> Harlan Williams was the other I love, boy. Oh, I love Harlan Williams. He's the, we're totally off on a tangent here. Uh, he's the, if you ever want to see a fabulous stand-up comedian, yeah? see Harlan Williams. Really? Every single show he does is completely different because he just rips off the crowd. He oh, just talks to the crowd. Oh, is this improv the whole time? Pretty much. Like, he does have his canned jokes that you've heard a million times, but 
um, if you've seen him. But no, he basically asks people in the crowd, what do they do? And he just goes off. That's always the most impressive to me because not a lot of comedians. No, but he's, he's great. And he's underrated, isn't it? Like one of the funniest scenes and there's something about Mary is when they pick him. He's the hitchhiker. Mm-hmm. And the right, seven right. minute abs. And, yeah. Seven minute abs. Oh my God. <laughs> I forgot if, that was from something. What if they Mary? come up with six minutes abs? <laughs> no, you can't no, do that. Seven. Seven minutes. <laughs> Oh, it's okay. Okay, thank was you so much. Was there something about Mary too? I wish there probably. was, but it was no. probably bad. That's such a great movie. There's an underrated comedy. That's so. a good one. All right. Thank you, Enrique. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for picking me up, man. Yeah, no problem. I've been driving for like 15 hours straight, so I could use the company. Yeah, I know what you mean. I've been standing in the same spot for five and a half hours. You know, they made it illegal to hitchhike in this state. Really. Oh, that, that must make it really tough. So, uh, what's going on with you? You a salesman or? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm nothing. I am. Yeah? Uh, I'm a salesman. I'm going to start my own company. Really? You want in? Uh, I, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I don't really have any, you know, money or. You heard of this thing, the eight minute abs? Yeah, sure, 8-Minute Apps, yeah, the uh, exercise video. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, this is going to blow that right out of the water. Listen to this. 7-Minute Apps. Right, yes. I Okay, all right, I see where you're going. Think about it. You walk into a video store, you see 8-Minute Apps sitting there. There's 7-Minute right. Apps right beside it. Which one right. are you going to pick, man? I'm, I would go for the seven. Yeah, I'd go for Bingo, the man. Seven. Bingo. Seven-minute abs. And we right. guarantee just a good a workout is the eight-minute folk. You guarantee it? That's how do, you, how do you do that? If you're not happy with the first seven minutes, we're going to send you the extra minute free. See, that's it. That's our motto. That's where we're coming from. That's from A to B. That's right. That's, that's good. That's good. Unless, of course, somebody comes up with uh, six-minute abs, then you're in trouble, huh? No! No, no, not six! I said seven! Nobody's coming up with six! Who works out in six minutes? You won't even get your heart going, not even a mouse right. on a wheel! That, good point. Seven's yeah. the key number here, think about it. Right. Seven, seven elevens? Yeah. Seven dwarfs? Seven, man, that's the number! Seven chipmunks twirling on a branch, eating lots of sunflowers on my uncle's ranch. You know that old children's tale from the sea? It's like you're dreaming about gorgonzola cheese when it's clearly free time, baby. Step into my office. Why? Because you're fucking fired. Yeah, you know what? I got to pee. I'm just going to pull over. No, your car seats are making me itchy, man. These made out of cactus. Okay, Winley is back. And she's really done a lot of prep work for uh, movie sequels. So I'm looking forward... Yes, I'm looking forward to what you have for movie sequels. Or are you just going to tell me you hate movie sequels and that'll be it? I hate movie sequels. I never watch them. Awesome. But I wanted to talk about that, how I don't watch them and I hate them. Right. (laughs) This is why you're on the show. Um... Yeah, what was I going to say? Oh, movie sequels. Well, okay, because I keep feeling, I feel like I keep saying the same two movies over and over again. So you've only seen two lists. movies your whole life, yeah. Yeah, um, wait, I love Wayne's World, too. Yep. <laughs> and I love Austin Powers, too. So The Spy Who Shagged Me. I guess it's The Spy Who Shagged yeah. Me, yeah, with uh, Heather. Heather Graham. Just yeah. watched it yesterday with my child who's home with a broken arm, I, so it, it was yeah. great. 
We had a good. We laughed so what about the second? Throughout the whole thing. What about the second one that that really stands out? I like Mini Me. Okay, that's hilarious. Mm-hmm. I just think he like Doctor Evil is really great. Yeah, I think Doctor Evil is more is more the comedy character I prefer to Austin Powers. Yeah. Though I mean Austin Powers is funny. It's just over the top on bathroom. Oh humor. yeah, totally. Which, yeah, I don't know. And I love Fat Bastard, even though a lot of people... I know, you don't, I don't love Fat Bastard, but that, that hit is funny. It's funny, I know it's Mike Myers in a fat suit, so it is funny. You know what is a weird, I don't know if it's all around the same time, a lot of people are getting into fat suits around that time, so it's like Eddie Murphy doing Nutty Professor. Yeah, Nutty Professor. They had Uh, Courtney Cox doing on Friends. Right, and then um, (laughs) Gwyneth Paltrow did it for Shower Oh, that was such a terrible movie. It was. God, that was a bad movie. Uh, I don't Someone know. Someone just said, I think it was David Gilbert. Yeah. I was like, I liked that. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> I'm like, God, are you kidding me? It was so terrible. Guilty pleasure. Um, so you hate it. Did you like Goldmember at all? No, I've seen it once in a movie theater, like a yeah. pre screening. My mm-hmm. friend worked at Lucasfilm and we went, and it was terrible. Yeah. That so, was not even, I wouldn't even rewatch it. So, okay, so here's, so how many movies did you get to see because of Lucasfilm? Oh, no, I don't think that many. I mean, she always had screen... She could always go to screenings every week, so I think... But I had kids pretty quickly. Mm. Yeah, so it was only a couple of years that... So that would have been nice. What did we go see? I mean, I don't know if this is because of Lucasfilm that she worked there. Um, But she get promo passes, I'm sure. She must have gotten stuff like that. I don't really remember. It was so far... I mean, because now my kid is 14, right? Yeah. So this was so long ago. Um... This was like 99 to, it was right, yeah, we basically, I started working at Yahoo at the same time she started working there. Okay. About the same time. So, um, I know we went to see The Virgin Suicides. Oh, yeah. That's a great movie. And Sofia Coppola, and she was married to Spike Jones then. That's right. were at the screening. Oh, cool. And we were right next to them. There was some like weird, tacky post-party of the screening where they were being filmed like it was this, it was pre-reality television or mm. pre-reality shows but they were I'm sure being filmed for like something I don't know some film documentary so they something. do a Q&A afterwards or? yeah okay. I think so I think she did a Q&A and then they were it was like this weird mixer of like tacky Trader Joe's snacks I mean I was really like appalled at how tacky it was it was like the sushi that you buy at Trader yeah. Joe's it was like not even good food considering it was you know a Coppola and it's Spike Jones gas like, station sushi yeah it yeah. was so bad um yeah sorry for that anyway this that's is very interesting topic. but yeah. I don't believe that was because of Lucasfilm I think she just I think she, she just was really is always into um so doing film go. premieres and stuff mm-hmm. and getting tickets to those so okay maybe it was I don't remember so you're not going to pick Godfather Part 3 because of Sophia uh, I like Sophia Coppola. I like as, a as a director. director. Yeah. yeah, I think she also has not appeared in anything since Godfather 3, right? I don't think so. I think no. she got the message pretty clear that she should not be acting that poor thing. That must be devastating to well, star was... in your father's movie and then have, just be ripped to shreds at age oh. 18 or 20, right? Well, that was nepotism at its finest. Of course. Yeah, yeah of course. Of course. But do you know who was supposed to play that role? Winona Ryder. No? Maybe, but Julia Roberts. No, I've heard Renona Ryder. Yeah. I don't know that I've heard Julia Roberts. The, definitely. I, it could have been Renona Ryder too, but Julia Roberts, yeah. did drop out, and then she, yeah, then he cast her, mm-hmm. which, yeah, was really... But how, I feel so bad for her being a 19-year-old girl, yeah. you know? She just was too sterile. She was, like, almost nervous every time she was no, on the No, she screen. was terrible. Yeah. But at least she learned that lesson and didn't keep going, like, Tori Spelling or something. Yeah. Like <laughs> Tori. Oh, t- yeah, they're talking about nepotism. <laughs> yeah. but, oh, man. 
man, what a train wreck. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. so what other sequels? Okay, so what did I say? I said Wayne's World 2. Yes. Which he just talked about on um, the WTF podcast. Uh, Wayne's That's World true. 2. Oh, okay. Um, oh, Oscar. so this was, I loved, I loved Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, of course. I don't know if I loved it at the time that I saw it. I mean, I loved it when I saw it. But, did you see um, it in the theater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I saw it in the theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so were you like Homer afterwards when everyone's waiting in line and you gave oh away man, the Oh yeah, it was like <laughs> such a shocking ending. That's probably the first yeah. like gasp moment in a movie theater, yeah. right? You're in the movie theater and it's like, <gasps> and I didn't see it coming at all. Did you see it coming? I well, mean, no, I was, I, no. I was like nine or eight. What year did it come out? 1980? 80, yeah. Yeah, so I was eight. Yeah. Um, so that was really shocking. Yeah. That was a great movie. But I would say, okay, following on the Star Wars thing mm -hmm. was The Force Awakens. I yeah. thought that was a great, loved it. I loved everything about it. I loved that it, um, you know, it was like a callback to the early films because he did such a terrible job with the the, the ones that he did in the 90s. Yeah. yeah, those were so terrible. So Well, and Mail and I were just talking about this. I liked how they didn't go crazy with the CG guy. Exactly, it yeah, was, exactly. You know, it was such just a good, good movie. Yeah. yeah, it was a good movie. Great cast. Mm -hmm. I thought everybody was really likable, and yeah, it was nice. I really liked it. And then we have tickets on... Does he wrote one? Yeah. Yeah. Are you looking forward to that? I mean, is that the... No, yeah. I'm not. It's just my husband's birthday. So oh. we usually go to some... Everything premieres around his birthday. His birthday is December 15th. So oh, yeah. We've yeah. gotten tickets to multiple Lord of the Rings, Hobbit films, and I hate those movies, but he likes them. So we go and then... You're not going to see Office and then last Christmas year was party? Rogue, last year was Force Awakens. <laughs> I, I love TJ Miller. <laughs> I do too. Yeah. I would see... I know I would love yeah. to see that movie, but we have our kids with us. Yeah. They, it's, a, it's a family event. So. Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I so screwed up, and I don't know if I'm edited out or not. I kept thinking that um, was it Kylo Ren. Is that the, who is the who one? Is that, Kylo Ren. Who's Adam Driver's character? I think he's is he Kylo Ren? Is I, that his name? I Darth think... Vader's grandson. It's okay, so I kept son. calling him Darth Vader because I kept oh, trying yeah, to think no, of he's Kylo Ren. And, yeah, yeah I, can't, I couldn't remember, but well, we you kept didn't the, like that character. No, no, I did. So we kept thinking of actors. I don't know how we got on this topic, but yeah. actors that lost way too much weight. I think like Christian oh. Bale did that, like he yes, yo yo. Yes, yes, yes. And supposedly Adam Driver's doing that right now for some role where he's like bone thin. Oh, but not for Star Wars. No, no, oh. no it's, an, it's another movie. But <laughs> he's pretty like, tall, so yeah. Yeah, I don't know, thin. like because De Niro did that for Raging Bull, where yeah. he just fluctuated like fifty pounds. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, Christian Bale did it for a number of movies. He's just but he's that would like, be a great. Uh, that's a great topic. actor. The actors, really what are their act. best roles that they had to lose a, or gain a bunch of weight? Like Tom yeah. Hanks had to do that for Castaway. Yeah. <laughs> you had well, to gain a, and, lose, and then lose a bunch of weight. That's yeah. true. Um, De Niro definitely for Raging Bull. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Uh, Bridget Jones's Diary, who's in that? Renee Zellweger. Oh, right. Had to, <laughs> she had to gain weight. Well, then you have Tom Cruise did the fat suit in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, so. but that was, about the, was that about the same time? That was it might have been. That was, that was the was fat suit era. The fat suit era. <laughs> Look what we can do with fat suits. I know. Okay, so you can see Godfather 2 if you want to. Like, there's I no do rule. love Godfather yeah. 2. I love it. I don't know, that whole movie. And we I need to rewatch it again. Oh, that would have been a good one to watch yesterday. Um, yeah. Because okay. we have to watch it with my 14-year-old and not my 10-year-old. Yeah, so that's She can't too much. watch it. Yeah. Yeah. But I think he's like the right age to watch it, I think. Maybe it's too dark. I don't know. No, I remember, well, again, I grew up in the 80s. Well, I like, watched yeah. everything way too early. I, did you ever see My Stepmother's <laughs> an Alien? Yeah, Kim Basinger and Dana Brooke. Okay, so it came out in '88, <laughs> and it was at a bargain bin, so I bought it. I watched it this weekend. Right. So I this watched. This weekend, you watched. Yeah, I watched it this funny. weekend. So I wa um We were at summer camp, mm -hmm. and it was day camp. But mm -hmm. then every the last day of the two weeks, you would have yeah. a sleepover. Sure, sure, sure. 
they showed that to us. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, oh, it couldn't be that bad. There are so many sexual overtones. There's oh, no nudity. Right, and there's right, no, right. like, violence or anything. Yeah. But everything, I mean, really, it's, like, it's overtly like, sexual. I feel like that was all in the 80s. The 80s yeah. Right. So I'm watching this. I'm thinking, I'm no prude, but I, I can't believe the camp counselors let us do it. And nowadays. I wonder what it's rated. It's, like, PG, I think. Oh, it's PG. Yeah. Oh, funny. That's really funny. The ratings were weird back then. Like I think they were weird. Yeah. yeah. Even the Blues Brothers were rated R. But I don't think it's very R. No, it's just the language. I think it just had too many F bombs. Yeah, yeah. I think cursing used to have much more of a have concern, way. and yeah. I don't, I'm not concerned about cursing at all. Well, airplane has a topless scene, and that's PG. <laughs> so, oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, I thought immediate like nudity would immediately be. There's yeah. also one in um sixteen. That's candles. right. The shower There's scene. There's like a shower yeah. scene. And I think that's PG, and I saw that yeah. in the theater yeah. when it came out when I was in sixth grade or something. Same thing, yeah. That's I, I wild. That's crazy. Yeah, times have a change. Well, now it's like if you have smoking in movies, it's immediately PG. Mm-hmm. That's insane. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Okay, what other sequels? I don't have any other written down. I'm so lame. Um, yeah, I can't think of any others. I told you I'd be low energy and I'd be a this loser. Is, you want low energy? I got you. <laughs> I got you pepped up. So next time we'll have wine here, so we'll be. Oh we'll God, no! Better. I can't repeat. I cannot repeat the guilty pleasures conversation. <laughs> I'm still. No, that's been our best feedback so far. So, yes. Queen Stephanie. Yeah. Well, there you go. Have Stephanie. Someone. I'll stay sober. I'll be. It'll be like drunk history. That'll but be I'll good. Do the sober one. <laughs> Thank you, Winnie. <laughs> Thank you. Not even a hot pocket, an ego. No, no, we don't gnaw on our kitty. Leave me no. Leave Minnie, Mister Bigglesworth alone. Just love him, stroke him. Okay, so Gwen is back. She took a week off. Decided to study for favorite sequels. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, so yeah. I was sick. <laughs> she took a week off. She said okay. she was sick. I don't know if I believe her, but no, she was very sick. Now she is well. She's going to talk about sequels. Hopefully the sequels won't make her sick. So we'll see. No. All right, so you got two okay. good ones. I'm, I'm dying to hear. So my first one is Kill Bill. Oh, okay. Yeah, did you see that? You know, it's been a while, and okay. so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to tell me why the second one's better than the first, so, or why it's your favorite. Okay, it doesn't necessarily have to be better. So, so actually, Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. who directed the film, yeah. he basically wanted to have a whole long four-hour film. Which sounds like him. Which was yeah. too long for audiences, and he didn't want to risk that, so we chopped it up mm-hmm. into volume one and volume two. No pun intended. Two. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah, yeah. I know a little <laughs> bit of Kill Bill. Yeah. Um, but I just love the film because, for one, a lot of the women on there are just, like, badass. Yeah. Badass women, Kill which you don't really see very often. No. It's true. <laughs> um... And, you know, it was very unique as far as combining, you know, some of the Japanese, um, I don't know, film or, Uh um, and, you know, I love the characters in there. Um, And David Carradine was great. So Um, you must have loved Kung Fu. I did (laughs) like Kung Fu, but not love Kung Fu. Um, But it's interesting because Warren Beatty expressed interest in For that playing that character as well as Kevin Costner. Mm. 
And those two, I just cannot picture no. playing that role. It has to be Mr. Kung Fu, yeah. David Carradine. Agreed. I think so. that'd be the right call on that one. That's a good one. Exactly. Um, so one of the things that I found, there was all these little factoids mm -hmm. that I discovered, is that, um, you know, Uma Thurman has that yellow jumpsuit? Yes. So at the bottom of her shoes, it says, fuck. You. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you sure? Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> so that was kind of interesting. Now, did you notice that in the movie? No, no. These are like little tidbits. Interesting. That so now we have to go back and, yeah. and pause and see. So let's see. I can quiz you. See, if, did you know? I don't. Honestly, I'm not going to know anything because <laughs> okay. this isn't one it's of my. It's been a long. Time. It's been a long time. And it's probably not my favorite Tarantino movie, but. Yeah. Oh really? Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah. I think this one's my favorite Tarantino okay, cool. movie. Okay, cool. But you can give me the did you know. I'd like to hear these. Okay. Did you know? Did you know that Quentin Tarantino and Uma Thurman came up with the plot way back in 1994 during Pulp Fiction? There we go. That's interesting. And she said it took minutes to create. Really? Minutes, huh. yeah. Um, and Quentin Tarantino offered her the role on her 30th birthday. Mm -hmm. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I, I can I can tell you right now I don't know any of this, but this is interesting. So. Okay, um, and do you remember the fight scene in Volume One? They're in this house, and there's like this band playing, and it's like a violent scene, mm -hmm. um, and it turns out that MPAA insisted that Quentin Tarantino cut the scene because there was just too much blood. Right. Um, and so if he didn't, would they have considered NC-17? Well, what Quentin Tarantino did was he made it into a black and white. Ah. Yeah. So that was acceptable like and that was yeah. MPA approved. But, um, the version of that the people in Japan saw was like colored. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So, and it's interesting because Tarantino was quoted as saying, I don't want horror movie blood. I want samurai movie blood. Ah, that's interesting. That's, that's, <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Blood isn't, you know, we differs in different kind of blood. Yeah. Okay. Um, and one of my favorite scenes is with Daryl Hannah. Okay. So Daryl Hannah was um, one of the characters who tried to kill the bride played by Uma Thurman, okay. in the first film. But in the second film, um, Daryl Hannah and the bride have this sword fight, and they're in this like small little house in the hallway. And um, I don't know if you remember, but Daryl Hannah only had one eye, so she had this patch. That I did know, yeah. In her eye. So she wasn't in the first film? Um... I think she was. Okay. Wasn't she? Yeah. I can't remember. You're the expert now. here. Okay. So I'm <laughs> deferring to you, and you've done your research. So. But in yeah. volume two, so they have this sword fight mm -hmm. in the hallway. And it's this great scene where the music is like going up this crescendo, mm -hmm. and it builds and builds a tense scene. And both of them are looking at each other like eye to eye. Mm -hmm. Daryl Hannah is giving this like sort of like evil smile and there um and the bride Uma Thurman she's just really like uh, intense right um so 
and it was great because when they finally came towards each other with their swords, um, there was all of a sudden Uma Thurman takes her two fingers and pokes her in the eye mm. and her eye comes out and Daryl Hannah ended up, you know, like going crazy. Um, and it's interesting because she so has was it her good eye or a bad eye? Both, yeah. She got both of them. Well, what her well, she's wearing an functional eye. eye. Okay, yes, <laughs> the one less eye. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So um, Daryl Hannah sort of played this joke uh, on Quinn Tarantino that she thought, okay, I'm going to just make this really ridiculous right. and make Tarantino laugh. Mm. And so she ended up like going wild and crazy. Uh, and it turned out that Quinn Tarantino loved it so much he that he left it in. That's great. See, yeah. that's where improv really yeah. does work, you know? And it was great because in that scene, um, you have Uma Thurman with the eyeball. Mm -hmm. And she just drops it on the floor and like crushes it with her bare foot. Oh, <laughs> and there's Daryl Hannah just like going absolutely thrashing about, going yeah. crazy. So that was a great scene. Yeah, that sounds amazing. <laughs> so, and now that you've told me all the backstory, now I, I want to see it again. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else is there? So she was pregnant. Uma Thurman? Uma Thurman. Okay. Um, so they had to push the second. Um, volume 2 back. Kill Bill back mm -hmm. um, so it, the script wasn't finished until like 10 years later so maybe that's why he wanted to do the 4 hour just get it all the way because, yeah, yeah probably he probably like he kind of did the same thing with the, with the Grindhouse movies you know, oh he the, did the, it was like a very long um, you know it's a bunch of movies in one so oh yeah Wow. He's the director's director. So. Yeah, and he's supposed to have like this trilogy, mm -hmm. another Pulp Fiction yeah. 3, but we'll I see. guess we never heard of anything yeah. about it. Um, what else? Uh, oh, so Uma Thurman thought it was um, unrealistic for Tarantino to um, have her start sword fighting, mm. training. Because um, she was just pregnant. Right. And so she ended up, um, three months later, you know, having to start training for the sword fights. Okay. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Mm -hmm. And when she first picked up the sword and she was playing around with it, she hit her head. Oh, so she so, cut herself. Yeah. yeah. So, Swords are dangerous, <laughs> man. Those things are sharp. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think... That's a great that's one. That's one of my favorites. Okay. And then what's the, what's the second one? Okay, and the second one is Skyfall. Oh, so that would be the third of the Daniel Craig James Bonds. Right? Yeah, okay. that's true. Yeah. See, that's an interesting one because I really thought I loved Casino Royale. Yeah. And I did not like the second one, which was, um, was that Quantum Solace? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. It was weird. Like, it just, it didn't go anywhere for me. But right. it got me back with Skyfall. Really? And uh, really love Skyfall, and then um, I really enjoyed the last one too. So yeah, Spectre, I love yeah. I love Skyfall, um, and I saw it twice in the movie theater. Wow, that's yeah. pretty good. That's yeah. a two and a half hour movie. <laughs> so yeah, I was willing to sit through it. Um, and what I liked about it was for us, of course, Daniel Craig. Yep, I think he's the best Bond. Better than uh, Sean Connery. Even Roger Moore said that mm -hmm. he's the best Bond. Well, he's probably the most uh, dark, 
and probably the most because all of them are kind of campy in their own way. So it's more modern. Um, but yeah, exactly. Nothing, to me, nothing will ever beat Sean Connery. But right. But what did you think of Pierce Brosnan? I thought Pierce Brosnan. They wanted Pierce Brosnan to be before Timothy Dalton, but Pierce uh, Brosnan was doing um, Remington Steel, so they couldn't right. get him out of that. Um, I always like Pierce Brosnan. To me, was very much like Roger Moore. So like he was mm-hmm. kind of suave, but he wasn't kind of like an ass kicker. Where mm-hmm. I could believe Sean Connery could be suave, and then uh, he's basically the older version of Daniel Craig. I think ah. if um, mm-hmm. Daniel Craig was around in the '60s, he would have been a lot like Sean Connery, and Connery would have been probably darker if he had been yeah, younger. That's in the true. Era. That's a good observation. Um, and then you don't like George Lazenby? Uh, well, <laughs> you only have one movie, but yeah. Um, I thought with Pierce Brosnan, he was too much of a pretty boy. Sure. Kind of like Roger Moore. Yeah, to to play, you know, James Bond. But with Daniel Craig, you know, he's not a pretty boy. No. At all. Very rough. (laughs) But he has this aura. Sure. About him that makes him Bond. Right. Um, And it's interesting because I read an article a long time ago about how he hated being in that suit almost Mm. every single day. Yeah. Yeah, I don't blame him. No, it's not comfortable to be running around in a, in, exactly. in a nice suit. Yeah, Yeah, and fighting and everything. But no, I agree. I totally agree. I think uh, they're, all enjoy- they're all enjoyable in their own way, even the campy ones. Um, True. Yeah, but the more modern ones, I think they've done a, a great yeah, job. Yeah, and what was excellent with the, um, Skyfall yeah, is that they brought in more of like modern technology yeah. and the issues, like for example... With um, Javier Bardem. Yeah, he was a great villain. He was fantastic, mm-hmm. and that's another reason why I like the film. Sure. Because of Javier Bardem. And, you know, he's from a, Spain. Spain, and, and you're all into Spain, so yeah. I am, and um, it's interesting because I saw an interview with Javier Bardem. I think it was on, maybe it was Jimmy Fallon. Okay. But uh, he basically said, you know, the way that he learned how to speak English, mm-hmm. you're going to like this. Okay. The way that he learned to speak English was through ACDC songs. Really? Mm-hmm. So you shook me all night long and Highway to Hell. And That's how he learned oh English. <laughs> dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, just like uh, Skyfall. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's great. I love that. Yeah, so you're going to like Javier Bardem even I, I liked him before, but now I have an extra special, uh, yeah. yeah. So that, if I ever meet him, I'm going to just... Quote ACDC. Yeah. He'll know. He'll, he'll start know. singing with you. That's awesome. I love that. <laughs> that that's great knowledge. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I mean, he's. That's yeah. a damn good movie memory. Yeah. It yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one thing I liked again was um, Judy Dench's character. Yeah, which um, is sad because not to give it away, but we're going to. They they go right. Off. Spoiler alert. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Judy Dench. I think. Her character... Dame Judy Dench, by the way. Dame hmm? Judy Dench. Dame. Dame. Like, she's a dame. Like, oh, you know, dame. It's like Sir oh. Elton John. Oh, excuse me. Yes. So <laughs> oh, and Dame. Sir Roger Moore. That's right. Excuse me. Yeah. yeah. All right, Sir Brian. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Dame Glenn. Yeah. Well, what I liked was M's character, because I think it really got fleshed out in yeah. Skyfall. Um, and, you know, it was this overarching storyline with her um and you know in the end you know unfortunately she she, meets her fate she meets her fate and it's interesting because i was thinking oh well maybe raf fines might end up 
taking over her spot. Right. And I thought, no, Mr. Quiz Show. Mr. Quiz I don't think. Yeah. No, he he doesn't suit the part for replacing her. <laughs> but that's why the next and then the sequel to that uh, gets interesting with uh, Spectre. So that's, that's and there's true. another great villain in that because that's um, Christoph Waltz. So, oh yeah, you like Spectre, huh? I did. I didn't think he was quite as good as Skyfall or Casino Royale, but I enjoyed it. I know a lot of people didn't for whatever reason, um, but no, I, I was definitely entertained. Yeah, by it, so. I mean it was entertaining, but I think yeah, Skyfall's my best like yeah. Bond. That's your favorite franchise, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, the Bond films. Those are great. Well, yeah, so those are my top two. Great job as always, Gwen. Yeah, Dame so Gwen, <laughs> Sir Brian. <laughs>so after a few weeks off samantha is back i'm so happy she's very enthusiastic about being on on the show right uh, i'm back <laughs> and i'm here with another pretentious art house movie oh awesome this is what that's we like that's what i do best so that's what i uh wow they have sequels that are art pretentious out oh i tried okay i had to really dig to find something so you weren't you weren't gonna go with empire strikes back no. or godfather 2 okay no, i appreciate I mean, that the Dark Knight. You could have. One of those. Mm -hmm. but, but you're not going to do that. No. So you're not even going to go with Lion King 2, like with, that's what Enrique picked. Oh, Lion King 2. I don't remember Lion King I didn't King either, two. and we found out it was direct to video, so that was good. Yeah. If we went that route, I mean, there's all those like Air Bud 7, yeah. VHS ones. Yes. So. You could oh, have done that. No. Oh, nice. Okay. No, but I went for a movie I actually enjoy. Good. That's like a great yeah. film that I think represents like a good sequel that yeah. is better than the original. Okay, this is good. Um, yeah, so this is part of the Before Sunrise trilogy. Okay. Are you familiar? I'm not. This okay. is why I, I want to learn about this. Awesome. So they were, they're written and directed by Richard Linklater. Oh yeah, I definitely like, know yeah, him. Days and Confused yep. and all that. And so he started um, this movie. He made it in the 90s, like mm -hmm. 94, 95, called Before Sunrise. Okay. And it was Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy, mm -hmm. French oh, actress, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they made this movie when they were really young in the 90s, and it was just kind of like these two people meet on a train, and they spend like a whole day and evening together just walking through Vienna talking. Okay. So it's like just like kind of like a mood film, lots right. of like talking in there, I think, like supposed to be in their like early 20s, maybe. Um, so yeah, and then that movie was kind of like... I don't know if it had a cult following or whatever. I mm -hmm. didn't see it until like a few years ago. Um, but so yeah, and then a few years later, he made a follow-up to that. I think nine years later or so, so in 2004, mm -hmm. um, the sequel was made and it's called Before Sunset. Oh, okay. And that's the movie I going to talk about. So it's not a prequel, it's actually a sequel, but it's called Before Sunset. Yeah, that's yeah. That's interesting. So yeah. The, yeah, the first movie, it's kind of confusing. The first movie takes place like before, it's like all night. So they're oh, like okay. walking around the city all night and it's like everything that happens before sunrise. Got it. And then the sequel is um, nine years later, based in Paris. Mm -hmm. So I'm a horrible Francophile, <laughs> so that's why I like this movie. Sure. Um, and it is 
So Ethan Hawke's character, he ends up writing a book about his night with this woman. Ah, okay. And like how she was just so fascinating, whatever. I don't really remember the details. Mm -hmm. um, and so he writes this book and is doing a book tour and stops in Paris and then she shows up at his like book thing. Yeah. Um, so they meet and then they kind of reunite because they were never able to meet again because mm. of like bad communication type thing it's kind of left open in the first movie if they'll see each other again oh, okay so the sequel's cool because you find out wow they never actually did see each other so this is the first time they've seen each other in nine years so they probably in the the director probably never planned on this ever being no. a sequel so that was yeah good. it yeah. wasn't like your action movie sure. where, like it ends on a little cliffhanger and right. then oh we're gonna wait until next year yeah. we'll see what happens to whoever um so yeah and it was like nine years later so mm -hmm. it follows real time how they've aged and then the movie itself takes place in real time oh cool so mm -hmm. it was i think filmed over a couple of weeks mm -hmm. but the movie itself is only 80 minutes oh. and it follows just like an hour of them like reuniting and talking and like they wander the streets of paris mm -hmm. and like go on a little boat and it's very so this cute. is right up your alley so yeah. yeah it's really cute and yeah it's kind of a lot of talking so which is good because they really action. don't make movies like that anymore i miss movies that are just yeah it's you know. completely dialogue based yeah. there's really no plot um and it's a great movie and kind of the ending you don't really know what's gonna happen it's like mm -hmm. wow they reunited like they have this connection but what will happen. Right. And there's actually a third movie. So there you go. See, like, what, what's that so these are, pre obviously they're successful enough to keep, there's an audience yeah. there for it. So. Yeah, they ended up, I don't know about the first one, but before Sunset got nominated okay. for an Academy Award mm -hmm. for the best screenplay, I think. Because, um, yeah, Linklater and then um, Ethan Hawke and Julie Delpy, they mm -hmm. all wrote it together. So they kind of like sat down in a room. So what like, are they going to call the third movie? Oh, it came out a couple years ago. Okay. It's called Before Midnight. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So did yeah. you like that one? I never saw the whole thing. Oh, yeah, wow. Because okay. it, um, it follows them. Well, spoiler alert. Yeah, they that's end up, okay. They end up getting married. Oh, okay. And it kind of follows them like arguing and having a horrible marriage. So okay. I was like, that's depressing. So the fourth one's going to really be called. I don't really want to watch it. <laughs> the next one's going to be called Before Divorce? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but yeah i think yeah i don't think i ever saw the third one entirely i saw bits of it on tv okay and it was like cool because it was filmed in greece mm. but yeah it was kind of i want to check this i want to check this out so you do you think the second one's better than the first yeah okay. i think so just for me in terms of kind of i like i like the location better sure. and they're more of a little bit more mature the first one is like they're straight out of college like he's like kind of pretentious and they're all philosophical right. and kind of like early 20 somethings yeah. and I like seeing it more the second one like they've already kind of lived their lives right. a bit and it's interesting to see two people who really didn't know each other at all mm -hmm. but they had this connection and then they reunite again and yeah it was written really well so were they longing for each other going into the second movie or did they kind of just forget about each other and then magically no no because okay. he wrote this book about her okay so I think, oh, okay yeah so, so he definitely had a mm -hmm. thing and never lost yeah because exactly. what was supposed to happen was at the end of the first movie they were like we're not going to exchange addresses or anything mm. but we'll meet back in Vienna in six months. Oh, okay. So you learn, so that's how it ends. And Got you're it. like, oh, maybe they'll meet up. Yeah. Da, 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 da. But then in the second movie, you find out he went to Vienna mm. and was waiting for her because he fell in love. Okay. But she didn't show up because I think her like, grandma was sick or something. But never told him. 
So, but they couldn't contact each other. Ah, they didn't have phone numbers yeah. or addresses. And this was like... Pre-internet? 94, 95. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. they couldn't like... Google yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo. Them. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so it comes out in the second movie that he um, wrote this book about their night together and mm -hmm. her, and he was really inspired, and it became successful. So you learn that, yeah, this guy was, like, pining after her, even though he did get married. Sure. Um, but, yeah, she... So was he married when... He's doing the book tour and everything? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, or so. I think maybe, like, getting divorced, it's kind of falling apart. Got it. His marriage is falling apart. Okay. And then she has a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. So, and they weren't, you know, ex I he wasn't expecting to run into her in Paris. Sure. But she w showed up to see but him. But probably deep down, so, figuring, yeah. hopefully she'll hear about the mm -hmm. book. And, yeah. yeah, so it's, it was cute. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. Yeah. Thank you so much, Samantha. Again, you give us the movies that aren't the obvious ones. Yeah. And that's why I'm going to keep having you back on the oh, show. Wonderful. So. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. okay, so for this week, we get Malin Solo. So he's the solo act. It's like Beyonce weaving Destiny's Child. Uh, unfortunately, jo Josephine's not here. Or no, it'd be like you being Jack White and Meg White left. So you don't have the white stripes anymore. It's just Who are the whites? <laughs> the, white, <laughs> the white stripes. Jack White and Meg White. Never heard of them? No. Over oh. my head. Okay. A lot goes over my head. <laughs> That's right. The <laughs> movies don't go over your head. You do your preparation, and uh, I'm excited to hear what you have for oh. movie sequels this week. Okay, so movie sequels. Um, so this is tough because movie sequels aren't supposed to be good, right? Like that's the <laughs> that's the idea is that all movie sequels are the cash like cow, yeah, horrible, and they're just in it for the money. Mm -hmm. You can tell, and they just kind of rip off nothing and. Um, but I did come up with a list of sequels that. Are probably on a lot of people's lists. I don't think I came up with much of anything unique. That's okay, because most of what we've had so far hasn't been what you would guess. So this is good. So I want. Oh, some, okay. So I'm going to cover the familiar territory. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I can't wait to hear about the the unfamiliar there stuff. You, yeah. Okay, so I almost loathe to say this, but a couple of James Cameron films. Most of his stuff I find unwatchable. But it's because it's all a rehash of the same thing. It's sure. the same movie with different characters usually. But Aliens and Terminator Two. Okay, so actually, no people have said those. those they have. Ones, yeah. Okay, so Aliens, mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Maybe that might be the best sequel that I can think of. Mm -hmm. It's hard to think of one that kind of comes through and ups the ante that much. Godfather Two. Successfully. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I know I, I was pretty sure you weren't gonna let us talk about the Godfather <laughs> no, Two. That was only for gangster movies. For sequels. Oh the, really? Yeah, because it's crazy. the same. It holds yeah. the same weight it in does. terms of sequels, doesn't yeah. it? It's like you can talk about the Godfather films yeah. for gangster films, and it's kind of like everybody knows those sure. the best. And same with sequels. Yeah. But I guess the other one um, that was the obvious is Empire Strikes Back. I think a lot of people It's on my list. Yeah. That's okay <laughs> so though. That's okay. Later. No, that's great though. <laughs> Again, this isn't best. This is favorite. So if they're okay, your favorites, okay. go to town. So Aliens, yeah, um, that was... And what's interesting about Aliens and Terminator 2 was the length of time between the first and the second. It was right. almost seven years for both, yeah. so, which yeah. is crazy. Yeah, and they're, they're, they were both good. And it's, you know, and I, I say I loathe to, to mention James Cameron's films because um, I'm not particularly a fan. And as time has passed... It's harder and harder for me to look back at the Terminator franchise <laughs> with much love because it's become such right. If they'd stopped after recently. two, I think they yeah. really should have. Yeah, it was, um, it was fine. Yeah. right there, it kind of had a pitch perfect ending. Yeah, and 
So the third it one was the third one with the it. female Terminator? Oh goodness, I don't know. Yeah. I just remember well there are two more since then, Correct. right? Yeah. And I think I just kind of snoozed through both. Yeah. They were just horrible, horrible, yeah. horrible. Um okay, Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street. Uh during a previous talk. Oh, guilty pleasures, I mentioned yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Right. I'm not gonna mention that one, okay. but Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. Yes. As far as sequels go, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's probably the only other decent film in the franchise mm-hmm. and the only other one that has really um, decently creepy dream sequences. Um, Patricia Arquette, right? Yeah, she's yes. in that one. Yeah. Um, David Gilbert loves that one because yeah. the soundtrack too, because Dokken, the, the hair metal band, does the, <laughs> does the uh, main, they do a song called Dream Warriors. So yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah, that's yeah, the main that's song right. on there. Yeah, so. Yeah, so, I mean, so that one's, that one's fantastic. Yeah. Because it creeps you out probably almost at the same level that the first one did. Sure. Um, none of the others really come close. Right. After so, a while, but, yeah. Yeah, but Dream Warriors is fun, too, because it's also the flipping the script. It's, I think, the first time in the franchise, maybe the only time. No, not it's the first time, because they do it again in New Nightmare, mm-hmm. um, where they flip the script and the teens kind of fight back in a really ah. proactive way. They become like an army. And it's just okay. so much fun to see that. Yeah. Um, even if it ends badly for some of them, you know, it's, uh, I don't know, it's kind of a lot of fun to watch them sure. uh, kick Freddy's butt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> no, those <laughs> you know? are good. I like these. Yeah. Um, okay, so... And that wasn't obvious at all, so that, that's, that's a great one. Okay, cool. Then that's probably uh, one of my... Uh, Your top ones, my ones. Uh, I don't know. It's a it's a good one to like watch on a stormy night sure. or whatever. It's fun to go back to. Okay, Empire Strikes Back. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure somebody <laughs> else has talked about that. Uh, so uh, not any detail. So this is good. Really? So, like, not people just detail? said Empire Strikes Back. I think people don't want to be obvious, but I think obvious. I mean, if it's if you love it, you love it. So that's you know it should be on the list. I you know I think it well deserves the crown. Um, of, of those the trilogy, films, yeah. Currently, uh, not just that. I'd no, say all, all seven okay. mm-hmm. to date, right? There are seven to date. Yes. I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's my favorite. It's the one that um, I think it's also the first one I saw in the movie theaters. Mm. Was because I remember as a kid standing in line for Empire Strikes Back and being blown away. Yeah, yeah, totally blown away. Still blown away to you know today. Um, but I also wanted to add Force Awakens, which I realize mm. is maybe more controversial. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say that it's just a ripoff of the first one, but as in terms of a reboot, which the franchise sorely needed mm-hmm. after the three prequels, yeah. um, uh, and just in terms of it being a sequel, I think it kind of checks all the boxes. Yeah, it was very entertaining. They didn't yeah. go overboard with the this you know CGI and no, they, no exactly yeah. exactly. It felt like. A movie again. Yeah. Um, for those of us who saw the original films or some of the original films in the theaters, I think it felt like childhood again. Yeah, definitely. Um, the narrative structure of it. Oh my goodness, they paid attention to people. Yes. The acting. Yeah. Was uh, it was consistently pretty strong. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it kind of everything you wanted to see was there. A little bit of a teaser mm-hmm. for some stuff going forward. That's right. I don't think that even though we can say we can see where. Force Awakens came from. Right. I don't think that we can all say that we know where it's going. True. And that Absolutely. makes it a really successful sequel. Absolutely. Especially when you know that it's part of something that's going to continue. Mm-hmm. So I think that mark 
it's really successful. Are you uh, excited about Rogue One, or does that... I'm, you know, it's flying under my radar. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember hearing a lot of the uh, reshoot reports, and those are usually good reason to take caution Mm -hmm. with an upcoming film. So I'm going in with um, very, very... Tempered expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, We've all seen how bad these things can go. Sure. Yeah, so... (laughs) That's true. Yeah, because, I mean, you could... If we were doing least favorite sequels, yeah, yeah, which, yeah, goes without saying. <laughs> it could be a um, long list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so a couple more that I'll yeah. just throw out there. Okay. Adam's Family Values, yeah, far yeah. surpasses the first mm-hmm. one. The humor is wittier. Yeah. It's uh, a little bit more tongue in cheek. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's more verbal rather than kind of the the visual the sight gags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a bit more serious yeah. as well. It, it's, uh, you can relate to it more because, yes. of course, taking a, a slightly more political mm-hmm. angle on it. At the time, I remember when it came out, I didn't take it seriously at all. Mm-hmm. I didn't go and see it in the theaters. I didn't see it until my husband forced me to see it because yeah. it's his like, favorite film oh, really? nearly of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, does he enjoy the, the original TV show? No. Really? That's interesting. No. I don't think he's ever seen it. Wow. Because that's such a classic. Yeah, I grew yeah. up on that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, when I saw the original film, I was like, eh, it's okay. It's yeah. not great. I don't need to ever see this again. But right. Adam's Family Values, uh, that's a great holiday film as it, well. Yeah. Now that we're getting close to the holiday season, it's mm-hmm. Thanksgiving. That's but right. it's probably my favorite Thanksgiving film. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. You're going to have to say that for when we do the holiday episode. So Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you'll have, you might have to remind me. Um, okay, a couple more. Uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. That was on my top five. Yeah, yeah. it's... So I won't say anything about that. No, um, but you know, I... I don't know how you felt about Temple of Doom, but I, I just never could get into Temple of Doom. And oh. maybe because I have such a disdain for that movie that I think Last Crusade is so good. But mm. I think Last Crusade holds up as well with Raiders, and Raiders is a classic. So, yeah, you know, no, I, I agree. I think uh, throwing in uh, Sean Connery, yeah, yeah. Um, that film could have failed miserably with the same script Yeah, if it had been... Uh, a different chemistry yeah. between the two, um, but they just seal the deal. Oh yeah, it's just kind of perfect. It is, it yeah. is, and the whole you know World War Two Nazi angle and, and yeah. all that. Yeah, really yeah. well done. Yeah. Now that's the third film. Yeah. That's okay. Crusade. So yeah. you know, I didn't, I didn't think to mention um, Temple of Doom because I think I saw that one out of sequence. Mm-hmm. That's the one with King um, Capshaw. So, yeah. yeah. And uh, sh- short round, so they have the kid from Goonies. Yeah, so exactly. Data. Yeah. So for me, it makes me want to see Goonies. But yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's kind of fun to watch in the background. Like if I'm working on something sure. and I need like white noise, mm-hmm. that's the type of movie I'd put on the yeah. white noise. But um, but yeah, it's, it'd be easier for me to just go from uh, Raiders to Last, Last Crusade. Crusade. Yeah, definitely. And I, I wouldn't feel like I missed very no, much. No, And then the um, Crystal Skull is... Uh, I, I wish it was better. <laughs> yeah, and it's but I mean it's hard because you have to suspend belief because here's Harrison Ford is almost seventy, still doing what he did in Raiders. Yeah, it's like, okay, but on. doing that well. I thought yeah, he was doing that. He well. did. He's in good shape. Yeah, right? I don't. But, I don't. Yeah. I don't think the whatever quibbles we might have about that sequel yeah. come down to him. Or no, for no. Me. Yeah, Shia um, move. <laughs> come on. Yeah, <laughs> that was. They've been better off bringing back Short Round instead of Shia oh, yeah. LaBeouf. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I don't think he's acting anymore. I don't think so either. Um, okay, here's another obvious one. This one should be obvious. Okay, uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, somebody actually somebody said that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that's a good one. This goes back to where we were talking about Star Wars. 
going back but not exploiting CGI. Mm-hmm. So that film, I think, is successful because of the grittiness yeah. of it. Um, a lot of it is really fantastic, and they obviously had to rely on super special sure. special effects. Um, but there's something about it that just feels grounded. Mm-hmm. The physics of it uh, are fascinating yeah. because they're easy to follow. It feels compelling. And the story is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that one might be the... That's your top one. That might... Out of Mad Max? Yeah. At the franchise? Yeah. That might be my favorite of the franchise right That's now. cool. Okay. One and... I guess that one's four. Yes. Yeah, so I could go one and four. Thunderdome, or, um, yeah, Beyond Thunderdome, didn't, Tina Turner didn't do it for you? It's all right. <laughs> we don't yeah. need another hero, come on. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I, we don't need that many Mad Max movies. No, I mean, it's good. I know. I know. For, for me, it's Personally, it's, it's Fury four. Road, yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah. my favorite, and I'm hoping that people know about these, mm-hmm. my favorite set of films, um, I like all three, more or less equally, is the Katsi trilogy. Koreanus Katsi, Pawa Katsi, and Nikoi Katsi. It's, uh, yeah, it's a a mouthful. Um, (laughs) So these are kind of pseudo-documentaries, but they're also a bit prophetic. Um, So a director, Godfrey Reggio, in the 80s, started, I think, like a really long um, travel around the world, um, uh, taking nature photography, Mm -hmm. and then photography of urban areas and industrial and technological development. Um, and he was inspired by uh, writings in like 1960s France, uh, this group called the Situationist International and a book um, called Society of the Spectacle. Um, and what he created were these uh, really fascinating films, some of them time-lapse with uh, helicopter views through landscapes, and it's all set to Philip Glass music. Mm. And they're visually sumptuous mm-hmm. uh audio couldn't be better it's some of glass's best music in each of the films um and as i say they're a bit prophetic I'm, yeah. i've been revisiting them recently and even though the trilogy started in the 80s they hold up just as well today and are still prescient and uh probably still as prophetic uh mm-hmm. now as they were then oh, cool. but it's um they're loosely themed off of this idea of um man and its uh, relationship with earth and nature mm-hmm. and uh, order and chaos and okay. how it's spinning out of control. Um, so were the sequels really made within a short amount of time um, or were they all kind of spaced out? No, they were spaced out. So the first one is uh, kind of this theme of um, order and chaos. The second one is the third world and it, I don't know how long it, uh, later it was. Okay. Um, and then the third one is technology. Okay. So you have a lot of images of people as uh, products of technology, technology as products of people, Mm -hmm. and the mixing and intermatching of that and how the Mm. lines have become increasingly blurred. Um, Now, that's been a while. Sure. Um, Even if you you watch it now, uh, the the images are really outdated. But the messages are, yeah, Yeah. still profound. Still resonates, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, and those are fantastic. Okay. I, I, I recommend... Yeah, uh, no, this sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, check those out. Okay. Those are pretty fantastic. They've yeah. just recently been remastered and come out on Criterion, so you can see them Anything and hear them beautifully. Anything on Criterion should be amazing. Yes. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and if you're a fan of Philip Glass, definitely mm-hmm. see them. Uh, if you're 
fan of kind of uh, what's going on or well, paying attention to not just what's going on in the world now, but mm-hmm. how things are spinning. And evolved, yeah. Yeah. Um, but Phil yeah. Glass, I think re- when they remastered Dracula, didn't they put a score, like a Philip Glass score? I believe behind, so, yeah. Behind the original as a, Dracula. As an optional. So, yeah. Yep. So that's always cool. Yeah. So. Great. Thank you, yeah. Malin. Okay, cool. Thank you to everyone who was interviewed for the show. The show just wouldn't be as good without you. Okay, so I did have leftovers of sequels that are some of my favorites, but they didn't make my top five. So you have Austin Powers and The Spy Who Shagged Me. This was the one with Heather Graham, and then you had new characters that were introduced, um, like Fat Bastard, Get In My Belly, and uh, Mini-Me, who was played by Vern Troyer. Uh, So that was always a good one. That's almost better than the original. You had The Dark Knight, which uh, introduced the Joker and Heath Ledger. That almost made my list. Um, but I had to go with what, you know, I liked as a kid. So you have Crocodile Dundee 2. Yeah, this is kind of underrated. Most people think of the first one, but this is where they start in New York and then they end up in Australia. So that's kind of a fun twist. Die Hard with a Vengeance, which is the third film in the Die Hard series. I never really got into the second one that much. It's kind of like the Indiana Jones syndrome, but I thought the third was very good. And then you had Hans Gruber's... um, brother come back played by jeffrey irons and samuel l jackson is added to the um, cast so that made it very good you have home alone 2 which i think i don't know if it's better than the first but it's still really enjoyable spider-man 2 this was the one with toby mcguire i thought that was really good with dr octopus and then of course so i'm not a huge star wars fan i love the original three don't get me wrong um, but I can't, you know, wax poetic about the brilliance of Star Wars. I enjoy them, I watch them, but I kind of move on for that. That being said, Empire Strikes Back is probably the best of the original three. Okay, so it's time for the plugs. You got to go to iTunes. You got to rate and review the show. The more people that review, the more people that rate, the more people that see our show. So let's do that. You can go to damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com if you want to listen to the show there. You can go to our YouTube page for Damn Good Movie Memories. You can also go to our Facebook page and like our stuff there. Okay, until next week, this is Brian signing off. Go save you, mother!